and welcome to episode 200 of the F Reality Podcast. Episode 200, guys. 200 episodes in. Wow, I can't believe we've actually made that's, it. That's insane. This Congrats. far. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Did you ever imagine that we'd make it to episode 200? Mm. No. No. Yeah, no, not, 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 not when we started. No, second way. Away. If if you're an OG, you remember the days of Brometheus and uh, and PSVR Frank. They were they were previous hosts exactly. of the show, actually. Exactly. Um, and if yeah, if you've been around for that long, you're a real OG uh, in the F Reality Cruise Eyes. Um, and, and a show but, had a cool name too. VR Inside. The yes. VR Inside. Wow. Very original. That sounds like a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. like you can you can watch it. That's that's the funny part. Like you can not only listen back to it, but you can also watch it and see. How Mike goes from his small, like yeah. uh, alleyway that he lived in somewhere, uh, <laughs> hobo, to yeah. uh, Mike on the attic with all the hardware he could dream of. That's true. I literally went up in the world like three floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it. That's right. If you actually want to watch it, yeah, they're on my channel, and I think they might even be on your channel as well, right, Nathy? VR inside, uh, or is it just on I, mine? I, no, no, no. Like you, yeah, you uploaded them uh, to your channel. Yeah. Um, all of them. Yeah, yeah, I've got the history of this podcast on my own channel. So if you search VR yeah. Inside on my channel, you'll find them all. So good luck with that. Enjoy the back catalog. Uh, they're, uh, they're just as cringe as they are today. So you know, yeah. enjoy. Not, not, not missing out. Like Anyway, uh, I'm back in the hot seat today. Uh, and we've got lots of juicy VR to talk about, uh, including the Meta Gaming Showcase, where hopefully we'll be getting some new, exciting new game announcements for the Quest. I share a new Metro-style VR game in the works on PC called Paradox of Hope. Gives us some hope for some new PC VR content. Uh, Pico are bringing their standalone headset, the Pico Neo 3 Link, to UK and Europe. We'll be discussing revenue share for creators in Meta's Metaverse, Horizon Worlds, and we'll be talking about fresh PSVR 2 rumors. To round up this beautiful show, Zim has got some new releases coming in the next couple of weeks, but for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight of the last couple of weeks. And also, let us know what you've been playing in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. So uh, first up, when this guy isn't flogging desks in the metaverse, he's uh, shooting hoops, dunking on those pesky kids in Rec Room. It's the one and only Nathy. How you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. So, so first, I want to know from you, what did you think of last uh, episode? So I watched like the first 20 minutes and I was just like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> That's what we what, thought too, actually. What, yeah. what, what has happened? This isn't Zim. This is Jim. This is the Jim show. Yeah, this is Jim so, show. It's the Jim takeover. But, um, it, was it, was a, it, was nice, it was a nice change. And I think, uh, I think that's the yeah, fun thing, you know, great. like to mix up a little bit, keep uh, you all on your toes if you're watching or listening. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed it in that sense. <laughs> great. Well, that, that's good to hear. So we can have more Jim shows. Yeah, uh, I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a fun alter ego. Yeah. This, uh, this characters. Yeah, I love that he just embraced it. You know his name. Yeah, his fully, name. fully, fully. There was no holding back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have not been doing much VR to be honest. I kind of just gave up. I was just like, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just not gonna jump into VR, and uh, I got my Steam Deck. Funny enough, oh, I didn't wow. expect it to arrive that soon. I also, honestly, I, I kind of bought it in in this kind of like FOMO moment of like, okay, you know, everyone, this is like hype stuff, I'll buy it. 
I'm more of a PC guy. I am not really into like the console gaming of like sitting on my couch playing games there. I like I always in the end end up behind my PC playing playing video games and it's the same like I have a switch. You wouldn't you wouldn't know because I never use it. Uh, like my nephew got it. So it's like I buy it because I want to play some Mario Kart for like a week and I'm like okay I played it and I'm happy I have it because if I want to play Mario Kart I can play it. It sounds like such a like luxurious right. problem. Wait, wait, wait. Mario Kart on the Switch or Mario Kart on the deck? No, no, on the on the Switch. So that's why I have a Nintendo Switch. But so basically, what I'm saying I have already the the things that you can you know experience PC console even handheld. Mm. But um, I did want to try the Steam Deck because I also see it as like okay, you know, a new um, step into where we could be heading. You know, uh, because. This is a PC in your hands. You know, this is not mm. a, like a Nintendo Switch is, is something totally different than a Steam Deck. I feel like a Steam Deck is for like a PC Master Race gamers. Mm. It's like, it's like freaking yeah. and, OP, you know? And it's also, it's like, it's like, like a new operating system that they kind of have for it, right? So it's like kind of yeah. interesting to see Valve going into that direction of like providing hardware uh, yeah. to such an extent. And also Gabe has kind of hinted at the fact that this is kind of the stepping stone into them getting a standalone pc vr headset right mm, um, yeah. so it's definitely an interesting piece of tech it definitely looks huge though it is, like, it is huge it's huge look look at if you're if you're watching our show you cannot see my head anymore because the thing is in front of it and my yeah, head is quite big turn like that yeah but I, like when i opened it and i like turned it on for the first time i i, I was just saying to myself this is sick this is yes. like super sick, bro. Like I, it's kind of big, but it's not big in a way where you could play it and, and just hold it and just continue playing it. Although after like an hour or two, you start to just put it somewhere on your lap or, you know, uh, it, it's it's definitely like heavier than a, than a Switch Lite or a normal Switch. Um, uh, but the uh, fact that you log in and all your games are there, I don't have to buy anything. It's not like a new ecosystem. It's just the same ecosystem. I can just play anything I want. I felt like I was like a kid in the candy store, almost like all these games were free. I, I bought them, but I was like, well, I can play this, I can play that. Um, and they're like these two tabs of like, you can download every game you want, but it doesn't mean that they run on the Steam Deck. And then you have another section that shows which games do work. And um, But I did play some games that aren't on the list uh, officially. Um, I played Bioshock, not on the list officially. I played the remastered. Not the mm -hmm. most like heavy game, um, but I kept playing it because the thing is, I like I usually play it on PC, but I never played it on my couch before, and I never played mm -hmm. it in my bed before, mm -hmm. and I never yeah. played it on my toilet before. I was gonna say it's <laughs> coming. Know? The throne uh, is coming. But, I but the, and I think that that made this like very intriguing in a way, where where I was like, wow, like this, you have this machine in your hands, and in this tiny screen. Even that it's kind of small, like I could play it on my widescreen here. I like I have an mm. Ultra, I could play Bioshock on that and have like a way higher frame rate than on the Steam Deck. But the fact it's so small in your hands and you kind of have to look at like what's happening. And it's just amazing. It's like what I used to have when I was with my, like when we went on holiday with my parents and I was in the back of the car and I had like my Game Boy. Uh, and, and then when there was a tunnel, I, I had to stop, like I had to pause quickly. But then I got like an advance... Uh, Game Boy, and there was suddenly light, right? This is here. This is the same here, where you can turn off all the lights, and you have this tiny screen. You can still keep playing, or while you're uh, walking upstairs, you can just like uh, finish your. 
I don't know. Like, I think it's more the feeling that I have with this uh, thing uh, than than uh, really what what you can do with it. It's like yeah. the nostalgic like value of this uh, thing of like I, this. Yeah, I, re- I remember with my with my Game Boy, I had like one of those things I had to put on the top, which like was like a magnifying glass and like yeah. a light on it. Yeah, they were the best. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Although Terrible. I don't expect to see that for like the 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 Valve Steam deck, but do you see like? If there's like a market for any kind of accessories on there to like enhance some kind of experience, like I don't know, like the, for example, I, is there Rumble on any of yeah. the device or like yeah. there yeah, is yeah. already? Yeah, there is Rumble. Oh. Uh, not not like the 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 haptic. I mean, there are haptics inside, but not the force feedback that isn't there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But and wow, and the battery cool. life is also quite amazing. I saw some reviews where people said like, yeah, it's it's like draining fast. Uh, I think it, it depends on what you're playing. Uh, for me, I, like I, I could just play for like six hours straight, and I'm like wow, halfway. That's, f- that's yeah. amazing. Uh, and and I'm like now halfway uh, like finished through like Bioshock again. Uh, I, 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 I like it's no secret, but this game is like pure art. Uh, it, it, it's all Which I, one? it's uh, the original. Uh, oh, the original is uh, so good. Bioshock Bi- 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 Two is, uh, is is like kind of the meh one in the in the middle, and then you have Infinite, my favorite. Um, yeah, but it's just great. The dialogue and everything, and the gameplay is like so fast and so, and the puzzles are cool, and the dialogue. Like I keep listening to the same tapes again, or going back to a tape because there's some hidden thing. Um, it's 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 Bioshock is all I want, and if that would come to VR. Like the storyline and the uh, everything, it's 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 so good, and that's why yeah, I, I just mean, kept playing. Bioshock is like one of those games that would work incredibly well in VR, just because like you could do mm. gesture based um, spells with like the plasmids and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like you say, with the atmosphere and the characters, it's already got this amazing lore that it could fall back on. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm so happy that you got your your Steam Deck. My my email came through two days ago, so uh, it's, yeah. it's it should be on its way. Um, you but should be you, able to link up. Yeah, have you have you tried uh, desk job yet? The uh, the valve. No, no, I I, I totally I totally forgot about that because when <laughs> I when I booted this thing up, uh, and that's also the amazing part about this stuff. It's like there's no manual, <laughs> it's, it's mm. there, and you just start it, and then you just need to. But this 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 thing has so many different button combinations. You can play with the touchpad. You you can play with the thumbsticks. You can play with the D-pad. It's like this is like a, a computer, a, 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 like an Xbox controller, PlayStation controller. It's all mouse and keyboard, everything in one. It's yeah. so stupid. That's like and there's so many buttons that you don't even use. It's but no no. It's it's a great thing. Um, and I, I think it's amazing if you go and travel and stuff. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I remember so, originally when uh, the Steam Deck was announced, there was a lot of people talking about the fact that you'd be able to like use like virtual desktop or something and maybe run yeah, a VR game from yeah. this. But I haven't actually seen anyone pull that off yet successfully. Um, I, I have I've seen some videos of people playing uh, like Super Halt and Half Life and stuff. You can play, but the frame rate is like extremely low. Like we're talking about like like maybe twenty FPS. Like you're gonna get Ooh, so motion sick. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so th- yeah. this is not made for. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see the community. Like they're doing so many stupid things that people are like, why you buy a handheld? But it's the Valve community. So they put like SSDs on the back, make it even heavier than it already awesome. is. Putting like vans on it. Someone uh, connected like a keyboard. So it was like, he, he can flip it open now and it's like a freaking laptop again. It's like, why? But I mean, yeah, it's funny. I mean, that's Valve in a nutshell, right? So awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, 
this is the gateway to a future standalone Valve headset. That would be awesome. You know, if they, yeah. they learn a lot from this, they evolve it, put it into a headset form factor. Yeah, yeah fingers exactly. crossed. Hopefully Brad was right all along and he wasn't just going completely crazy. Because <laughs> I think he is on the verge of that right now. But uh, bless his heart. Anyway, uh, great to see that you've, uh, you've, you're having fun with your Steam Deck. Uh, but next up, this guy is like a, a fine wine from the Viveverse. Full of flavor, but completely virtual. <laughs> Although he does seem to get better with age. Everyone, say howdy to Rowdy. How you doing, dude? You all right? So I get better with age. I like that. Of course, I like of that. course. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've been doing great. I've actually managed to play some um, some VR this week again. And it's funny that we were talking about Bioshock, right? Because what I went into was I tried Return to Rapture 2, uh, the Bioshock mod uh, in Half-Life Alex. Uh, I haven't had that much experience with it. I, I've played like maybe an hour and a half or something like that. So that's that's roughly what I played. I mostly mess around, but I am serious impressed. Mm. Like, I mean, I expected a lot from it because, of course, it's it's a Belgian guy who made it. So you know, my my expectations were <laughs> off the charts. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a, it's yeah, it's an amazing work of art. I think that they that they've managed to do there. Uh, so originally, I think like. Because it's not it's not a, a one guy team who does that, but like the the, the front of the team is is, is, is his name is uh, Wim Beutacht, and he uh, he considers himself a master builder. So that's he he built the all the scenes and the artwork. And if you're into Bioshock, wow! Like I mean, the environments are really to to go into the lighthouse, you know, and to to see like the statue from Andrew Ryan and uh, the to, to, just to experience that kind of environment. Knowing that it's like you know such an old game and such a, a kind of like a nostalgic thing, it's amazing to do so. Um, yeah, it's kind of like like Half Life Alex and Bioshock had like a baby together, and it's not it's not like a you know those kind of babies where you say to the parents like oh you know it looks so cute, but in the back of your head you think like ugh no no no, no. <laughs> it's this is like a proper. <laughs> A proper beautiful baby that has come out of those two. Uh, that, that that I mean, it's really impressive. It's think, really impressive because I, I think I probably played about as much as you did um, mm-hmm. of the chapter two Return to Rapture mod, but I didn't encounter any of the custom weapons. Yeah, no, me neither. No. Yeah, and that was the one thing that really drew me in because I wanted to see like the Bioshock weapons in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you're still fighting combine soldiers as well. Yeah, so, so it's it's kind of like. It's like uh, because the story also goes that I think like that the the like it's Andrew Ryan who's been captured. Oh, the 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 it's like an artifact from Andrew Ryan has been captured by City right. Seventeen, and it's like it's it's not. I mean, it's set in the Bioshock universe, but it's like with Half Life mixed into that. So it's kind of like those yeah. two universes like came together and yeah, it's but the the, the voice work in it's like yeah. again like it's. It's so well done. You have like a, you have like a, again like a headset that you put on. You have someone very much like in the original Bioshock and very much like in Half Life as well. You have like someone guiding you through the experience and like helping you and and yeah, it's it's a very interesting relationship that you build up with that person, just like it is with a, with a, within Bioshock and within Half Life Alex. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the voice work of it is is I think amazing and 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 the the artwork and the. Just the amount of work there is. I, I looked it up because I, I, I mean, I'm not going to be able to finish all of it. But uh, they say that it's over 15 hours of gameplay mm. that has been added mm. uh, 
to 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 a game like Half-Life Alex um, for a mod, I think that is that is so impressive. Roddy, what do they do with the arms? Because uh, in the first game, I mean, one of the things that stood out to me was this kind of awkward animation, uh, not awkward, uh, impressive animation where you're you're jabbing one of the arms with <laughs> the plasmids or whatever you call mm. the add-on, and then your your hand kind of does a transformation thing. Like, are, are you just have the standard um, the standard body in Alex, or how, how does that look? Yeah, you have the standard body uh, of Alex because you play as Alex as well. Like even like the voice, um, the the the. I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but like the 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 enemy refers to you as Alex. So it's a uh, damn you, Alex, and like it's like it, it really goes far into like combining the two universes together, and I think that is pretty awesome. How come you've uh, you've held off playing this? And Nathie, obviously, you're a huge because Bioshock fan. <laughs> the the thing is because the, this guy keeps adding stuff. And, and at first it was very basic. Then I was like, I'm not going to play this yet. And then he kept adding things like weapons, yeah. uh, little sisters, but stuff like that. You could try like the that. first one, though. Like, it's, this, is already, this is already part two, basically. So mm, you, could, yeah. you could play Return to Rapture, which is, I think, released last year. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, it was a while ago. Uh, and yeah, this yeah. is kind of like, uh, like the, the sequel to that or like the, the follow-up on it. Mm. Um, because they, they I, I know that in, I mean, I haven't tried the first one, but I've seen trailers, but they like rebuild, like for example, the plane yeah. crash that you have in the beginning. Yeah. That's like, holy, like to experience that in VR on such a high level from like a modern community, like, uh, I mean, not, not to disrespect the modern community, but <laughs> wow, like what you can do with those tools, like there's a lot of develop developers that could learn from that, I think. Like it's, it's very impressive, very yeah. impressive. I think I one tip that, that I would say is with chapter two is that a lot of people got confused that you can't install the like the um, the levels from the game individually and then play them you have to install all yeah. eight of them all at the same time through the workshop mm. otherwise the whole mod doesn't work correctly so yeah, you know yeah. it, it, it's free obviously but just go to the steam workshop and if you want to play it install every single level of the yeah. chapter two return to rapture and then in in half-life alex you need to activate them as well and i find it a little exactly. bit weird to activate mods in half-life alex because when you click it becomes a minus Mm -hmm. So I, my, my, the way I saw it, like, uh, I thought they were all activated when I loaded them up because when I clicked them, it became a minus and I thought I deactivated them. <laughs> but it's actually like, like if it's like a little stripe, a minus sign, that means that the mod is activated. Good tip. There you go. Return to Rapture, chapter two. Chapter um, two. Cool. Good, good suggestion. So uh, next up, this guy is completely unpredictable. <laughs> I'm not sure if he needs professional help or... Doing this show is, in fact, his therapy. <laughs> it's the Jim Zim combo. <laughs> is in top five. How you doing, dude? You're right. Good, Mike. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> I've, um, I've I've mostly been struggling with engineering work this week. Uh, new camera, networking equipment, just trying to get the show to run off of basically a laptop and stuff. Still looking forward to my things coming from the UK, which are still trapped over there. So um, dealing with, I mean. You're a bit of a tinkerer yourself. Um, so I, I do like that struggle, like punching through something that you think can't work and, and figuring out layer by layer. So putting loads of hours into that. Uh, but while I've not been doing that, um, kind of going back to a couple of games just to enjoy some of what VR has to offer, you know? So um, I mentioned three things. Uh, one, one is new. Um, so one of them was, uh, was Phantom Covert Ops, which is a great mm. spy game, right? The old David 
hitter piece. Feels also very on the nose right now with the whole like NATO Russia thing going on. Ooh, so yeah, it's but, like it's it's kind of a funny uh, it's kind of funny to be in that environment, you know, now at this at this moment. What yeah, gonna I was going to say like the thing with Phantom is it's got like one of these excellent levels later on in the game. So I don't know how far you're into the game. I don't want to spoil it for you. Chapter five of eight, I think, at the moment. Have you encountered um, the sniper character? Yes. Okay, that level I thought was incredibly impressive because yeah, they're, they're you've, you've had plenty of time to play Phantom. So if you're listening and I'm spoiling this for you, then you should have played the game like a year ago. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but essentially you're you're in this kayak and you've got these like mines decked out in front of you, which you have to avoid. But you've also got a sniper that's hunting you with this kind of laser sight that's kind of like, you know, uh, darting across the water uh, to take you out. So you have to take cover, take out these mines, avoid the mines, avoid the, the, the fire. And it was just such a cool level. And it was kind of like reminiscent of almost like the Metal Gear Solid sort of like yeah. character encounters. And I know obviously the game was kind of lent on that a little bit with David Hayter doing the voice of, uh, you know, the characters. Um, but yeah, a oh, very, dude. very cool game. Quite underrated, if, I think. What if they bring that back to PlayStation VR 2? I don't know, because Oculus paid for that one. Exactly. So oh, they paid for it? Okay. Yeah. 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 But, but I think, and, and there, is a, there is a big difference. Like for, I would say that on, because it runs on Quest, and I'm playing it on Quest at the moment, um, it, it's a great game. Uh, if you're a Quest user and you, you didn't hear about this, like go back, check that out. But the, the second mm -hmm. thing I would say is, um, if you have a PC, this is one of those games that, on PC, looks like mm. the inky blacks, the fog, the atmosphere is just like wow. Even from yeah. the moment you set off into the into the kayak that you're in, just great. And this premise of like, oh, I'm gonna play a game set in a kayak. I remember initially being like really skeptical about it. Yeah. It works. It actually it, it really works. Like there's a few physics bugs and places where you're in a tight place with your <laughs> with your paddle and you know trying to work <laughs> it off walls and things. But in, in general, it's it's a really unique, polished. Uh, spy game. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah, and I, I actually enjoyed um, Phantom more than I did Fract, um, which is then their oh, latest yeah. title. And Fract, Fract, Fract is actually coming to PC now as well. I don't know if uh, you yep. mentioned that before on the podcast, but um, but yeah, Phantom Phantom is a great game from End Dreams, uh, and yeah, looking forward to whatever they cook up next. But yeah, good recommendation. Yeah. What else? Uh, you I'm been looking playing? forward to pick up with uh, Fract though. I'm glad you mentioned it because uh, mm. that's one I didn't get a chance to because I logged my uh, PSVR by that point. Of course, of course. And then. The other two that I, I, I played, I went back to play Myst because I like personal torture. And yeah. uh, that game is just like uh, having, because the game and its puzzles are so old, like, you know, designed in the 90s or whatever, but, but like solving them now, like, like battling like an old school game. And like there was, the funny thing is I ran across a door, right? There was a button to the left of this, like what I, what I would count as a secret door. You push the button, the door opens. Like it was, and I only found this maybe after playing the game for like twelve hours or something. Oh you know, God, oh <laughs> so, you know, you're like, how could I be so stupid? You know, it's like one of those things. But <laughs> it, it is starting now to get rich in in terms of the story. About I don't know, I'm probably yeah, probably between eight and twelve hours into it, and that's you cut cut that in half for your own playtime. But um, Mist is really really cool, and and now I'm just like starting to yearn for not only Firmament, their their upcoming game, mm. Land World's next game, but also like I kind of want to go back and maybe finish off Abduction. Uh, oh I'd love to see God. them do Riven. You know, the, their environments are just really neat. So I, I totally agree about the environments. Incoming, yeah. but like 
and, and, and I, this is from someone that loves puzzle games. I, I actually brain. had a, yeah. a full head of hair before I started playing Mist VR, well, put it that way. Well, that's a long <laughs> the, time. The, the, game, the game made me pull everything out. I'm surprised <laughs> I've got any beard hairs left. Um, oh, that's why. Okay. It, it, yeah. It's infuriatingly hard. Like, it infuriatingly is. hard. You need, and you need. And there are some unfair puzzles in it. That's yes, the thing I there are. And that's yeah. why I in the 90s, because they didn't yeah. care. Yes, <laughs> that is good. Yes. But what about Firmament? Is it going to be a bit more casual? Uh, what, what's up with that? Uh, are we kind of meeting in the middle? No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's not a lot of news it's about it. I mean, when I played the, um, the early alpha build of it about a year and a half or two years ago, it felt a lot like abduction. In other words, very kind of yeah. do thing A to unlock thing B, but there's a lot going on and you have to kind of keep almost like in an adventure game, like a LucasArts yeah. adventure game. You have to kind of test the combinations of things to, to kind of make, make your way forward. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you finally get that, like I remember in, in, what was it, Return to Monkey Island or something, like having to carve a tofu mask to like appease the volcano god or something like that. I can't remember. But I was stuck on that goddamn puzzle for like three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like knocking your head against the door going, what is my monkey brain not able to comprehend yeah the, the days before internet guides oh yeah that's God. what i wanted to say because nowadays like yesterday as well like playing some bioshock we're like okay well, what is this code for together like looking it up and then i yeah. well in, in the end you couldn't finish your game it's like yeah. you had to yeah. but, but exactly like well, especially with like the cruise of monkey island that was like you know back in the days when like internet was as common as it was right now right yeah. i remember there was this one puzzle i got stuck on where you had to get like the map off uh, uh oh, you, you, you had to find oh, a map and what you, what you ultimately had to do was you had to, um, like, get a, a guy to turn his back around on the beach because he had, like, uh, the map tattooed on his back. And then you had to have him get sunburned. That's so the, the map with, like, and then you could peel the skin <laughs> really? off and you had the map. <laughs> That's how you had to do it back then. It took isn't me there, so long to figure out. Isn't but. there, like a, like, a new game coming from that? Like, I, like funny enough, yeah. like, you guys mention it now, but I, yeah. I learned about this a few weeks ago because of this announcement. I didn't know this thing existed. So it's, like, a, yeah. one, the best point-and-click ever made. That's what the I The original is, is amazing. I've played it, like, a dozen times. There's also a remaster, I think. Uh, there is a remaster. It's yeah. not quite. Is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so exactly. should, yeah. I, should, should I play this on my Steam Deck? Yeah. Play it on the Steam Deck. For me, the, the best point and click is still, uh, I think, the, the longest journey. I think that mm. one. Oh, but there, there was there, there were glory days back then, you know, point and click yeah, adventures like Full sure. Throttle, Day of the Tentacle, yeah. fantastic I, games. Yeah. I kind of want that to come to VR, and we've kind of seen it with um, the Invisible Hours, for example. Like that mm. kind of thing could work. So we'll yeah. see. Anyway, I, I won't go much further because we've already taken enough time sure. here. But I, I thought sure. I mentioned the third game, and this is the this is the kind of relief point because if Mist is too hard for you, the game that I played, we we, we spotlighted it about a month ago, uh, Unbinary, which is a completely hand drawn. Uh, you remember this is like um, mm-hmm. all hand drawn VR visuals, and it's really gorgeous. The puzzles are, I would say, like like they're just right. They're enough to make you think, but it's not going to break you, um, unlike Mist. And um, <laughs> playing it, like I. I went for the the art, kind of expecting a bit of a showcase that way. But the way the puzzles are designed, the gameplay, um, and, and just the kind of interaction with the characters, the voiceovers, like it's a really nice little package. So I'd recommend, not just to Mike, but you guys as well, it looks like your kind of thing. Um, check out Unbinary, because it's, it's, it's a really fun title. And I've, I've kind of probably put uh, two hours into it so far, but having a real blast okay. with that. Okay, nice. okay. Yeah, I'll check, I'll check that one out. 
I'm not playing Miss, but I'll check that one out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the uh, the chat? Have they been up to anything cool? Yeah, so we have uh, David Peters who has been uh, jumping into Fox Machine, um, mm. but got turned around uh, early in game at base trying to get his card. I don't know what that means. Oh, but, God, uh, the base, the base sections—they're infuriating. Uh, I, I totally understand what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Poor, poor, uh, poor man. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Alex VR, uh, friend of the show. Uh, he's loving knock right now. You know, Great training game. those biceps. Like, have you ever seen like Alex? You know, he's, a, he's a, he is not that big. It's kind of like Mike, Mike size. But this guy is like buffed up. It's crazy. Like Tiny he can lift mighty. me up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, Steel, who has been playing uh, Rec Room, man, man of my culture. Uh, then we have uh, Roar, who has been uh, uh, playing the latest Lo-Fi update and also tried the new uh, Formula One 2022 car in Automobilista 2. Mm. Uh, that, that's coming off of the recent, uh, there was a recent Tumble Bundle. Um, Okay. Yes. VR games. You can get like four or five really good like VR titles. That way. I bought them actually on your recommendations, Im. Very yeah. good. And then yeah. uh, last but not least, we have Mamefen, who has uh, beat Lone Echo 2 and played Outer Wells Echoes of the Eye in Glorious VR. That's very cool. Very good. Yeah. Lone Echo 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Mike. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I host the show. Uh, my highlight, well, I've, I've got a few things. I, I beat Elden Ring, which I think is oh, a, wow. a, an impressive feat. That's an, yeah, okay. Uh, 80 hours in Elden Ring, oh. um, and I finished it. Oh. Pretty happy I finished it. You can now call me Mike the Elden Lord. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I thought after finishing Elden Ring, I thought I was like a, you know, like a boss at these sort of games and then played uh, Demon Souls and got my my ass handed to me again. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is a very different from software game, uh, but it's a very special one. And I think if you like Zelda Breath of the Wild, it's basically a grown-up version of that. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's vast and a lot of fun. I'd highly recommend it for anyone, uh, to anyone really. You don't have to be into Souls games or Bloodborne or whatever to enjoy this one. Elden Ring, very special game, loved it. Uh, I also played uh, Tentacular, uh, which is a VR game oh. from uh, Devolver. They yeah. published it. It's actually surprisingly deep. Uh, it looks like a baby's game, but it, where you just smash up a city with your tentacles. But it's actually very, yeah. m- very much deeper than that. You know, there's there's a story behind it. You celebrate your birthday. You've got a family. You're going out to work. Uh, you're trying to earn your keep as a squid. Um, what? And you help you help <laughs> yeah. the city, and you have to build stuff. The puzzles are actually very challenging. So if you're looking for like a kind of physics puzzler, maybe check out Tentacular. It's not the kind of kiddie game that you think it is. Um, then I checked yeah, out okay. Cosmonius High. It is a kiddie game, but I think it's ex- expertly executed. You know the the mechanics and the way it's been designed and everything. Uh, top-notch work from Alchemy Labs. It, you can really see that it's like the successor to like Job Simulator and everything else. Yeah, uh, beautiful the permutations game. in that title are very impressive. That's the yeah. thing that, that really struck me. I, mean, I wasn't playing yeah. it, but I was watching my daughter and it's like, wow, someone had to program all of those interactions yeah. and it, it, it blows the other ones out of the water. And I think Nathan mentioned this on the, the last show because he was talking about his experience with it. And I think it is going to be one of those ones that maybe didn't get a great start in life, but I think will grow over time and be one of those, you know, ones that a lot of people will cherish because uh, it, yeah. it's a fantastic game. Um, but my highlight, obviously, uh, if you haven't seen the video already, was uh, playing Gunman Contracts, the Half-Life uh, mod, with real-life haptics in that I was able to uh, set up a paintball gun 
to shoot me in real life if I got shot in the game. <laughs> um, so basically how I did this was I took a, a haptic vest um, and a haptic gun from ProTube. And I've played this before and I, I really enjoyed the Chapter 2 mod when I played it on the channel. And I was like, how can I up the ante a little bit? And I was like, it'd be kind of cool if it just really hurt. Like, you you know, when you got hurt in game, when you got hit in game, it really hurt. You know, there was real stakes uh, at risk, you know, that you would you would be punished for for not using cover effectively. So I kind of had this idea of, of of using a paintball gun. And initially I was going to get a friend to just stand there and shoot me whilst, uh, you know, if I got hit in game. But I was like, no, 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 it'd be, it'd be way cooler if we can somehow use the signal, the electronic signal from the B-Haptics vest, which is already, you know, modded to work with the game. Uh, and it sort of triggers a rumble uh, when you get when you get hit in game to then pull the trigger on a paintball gun, because most paintball guns, I didn't know this before this idea, but they have electronic triggers. Um, so you can actually like, you know, fire them really rapidly. Um, so a friend and I worked on it for a little while. We got it all set up and, and yeah, I eventually filmed it, uh, this week, this, this weekend. Um, yeah, no, the last, yeah, two days ago. So what was it? Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, had a great fun filming it. Um, I thought it was like a really great idea. And then I put the headset on and I was all kitted up, ready to go. And I was like, Holy, this is a stupid idea. This is a ridiculous idea. <laughs> Um, we didn't get to test it prior to uh, actually recording it. So when I recorded it, that was the first time I felt the paintballs hit me for real. And I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is pretty crazy. And I think the other thing that you don't really realize is that you're blind, obviously wearing a VR headset and the, the trigger is instantaneous. So the second you get hit in game is the second you get hit with a paintball. So that was the kind of like the first moment you were really um, and, and and you did this in your house, it. by the way. I did this right here, right here. <laughs> it's in, not outside in my room. or anywhere. It's no, his, no, in no. the studio. I, I was kind of worried that things were going to get destroyed, so I did. <laughs> I did set up like dust sheets uh, around the whole office. Um, the green screen was the only thing that wasn't protected, and I was kind of worried because these these balls come out at like two hundred miles an hour that um, it was going to go through the drywall, like the plasterboard, and destroy my green screen. Uh, but it turned out it didn't. They just, they just, they did hit the green screen, but they were able to sort of just wipe off. Didn't cause any damage. And yeah, everything's fine. I was, I was surprised that I came out pretty much unscathed, other than. Do my, you have any bruises to show off? Oh yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't show you the ones on my chest, but I can show you this Ooh. one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that looks tag, painful. Tagged on the arm. Most, most of the, the the shots hit me directly in the center of the chest. Um, yeah. But yeah, I kind of my my adrenaline levels throughout this whole experience were like through the roof to the point that. By the end, when I actually finished it, the sense of release, like relief, I I, I almost collapse. <laughs> like you can just make it out in the video that my legs just give way and I just like fall on the floor. And then that was me for like 10, 20 minutes while my adrenaline levels were were uh, were dropping. Um, it's it's like yeah, it was, you, you can't pretend anymore of being immersed. No, it's happening that, in a moment. It's that, like, that was, like how, how did it compare to you playing it without the paintball gun? Was it... <sighs> Was it then always like, because it's a very intense like mod, right? It is. Where you can't it screw it up. But how does it compare? Like, is is just playing it normally immersive enough? Or was that, is that kind of like, oh, Mike played so much VR, <laughs> so you kind of know it's not real. So you're just playing it for... No, no. Like the mod is great. The, fa it, the mod is fantastic yeah. as it is. But yeah, playing it this way um, was just like the craziest thing I've yeah. ever done in VR. Like, And the problem is like you only have one life. So when you get killed, you have to start from the beginning again. Yeah, and true. I actually got killed twice. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, there was there's a part where you have to rescue a girl and you have to escort her out the building. <laughs> and, and she actually got shot by an enemy and, and killed 
you know, d- you know, ended the mission. Um, I so love how this girl that, just... you took a shot there because I, I wasn't quite sure what happened. Did, did you take a shot when she got yeah. shot, or did you? So get when shot the mission fails, you well. get an extra shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. So I, I'm standing there saying she got killed. I got shot. <laughs> I, I took a bullet for her anyway, and then I took another one. And that was completely <laughs> unexpected. I, I just, um, I just love how this AI was almost aware of you doing something really scary. Mm. I was just almost trolling you to bring you in danger. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, uh... and I was so worried because like I'd made it. To to the end and they were like you have to use the cover so i was like i have to be on my knees yeah, yeah because yeah. otherwise i'm going to get hit but thing is if i if i if i'm on my knees it's going to hit me in the head and i don't want to get hit in the face with a paintball even though i had a mask on and i was wearing protective stuff mm. um thankfully the bullets just grazed my head and hit the, the green screen but the thing is if if i'd have stood up then that would have been mission over and i i wouldn't have succeeded my goal in the video in completing the level and i didn't want to have to go through it again so that's why you know i was really crapping wow. myself you got the end. so you, lucky man you got yeah. so lucky because i my first time first and last time playing paintball I, I took a shot from like five feet away crawling out of this river and a guy shot me right here in the head oh and yeah. it was a stream of blood straight away um, yeah and, and so, like, if, if you would have hit, if those two shots that went over your head, like, would have hit your your, your dome, I, I think you would have been bleeding well, <laughs> from I, that. I had, I had, like, a cover there, and the, the Bobo VR head strap actually provided some sort of, like, uh, right, cover at the yeah. top, because it's almost like a PSVR-style halo at the top. Yeah. So I, I kind of used that headset specifically uh, because of that, that reason. reason, so but, I thought but, I might have a little bit of extra cover, yeah. But the interesting thing is, like, when I watched this, it's like what I want VR to be, not necessarily, you know, the pain part, but the fact that you're so immersed. Like, I I know, like, I think I know you well enough where I can see you play a game and kind of know that you're having fun with this game, but you know it's not real, even that yeah. it's VR. But this is like, this is like next level. This is like yeah. where we want VR to be because you see so many emotions, like, going through your head because you were, like, terrified yeah. But then also like being kind of confident in some parts because you know you have to be confident because otherwise you're going to screw up. Yeah. Because you really went in like guns blazing. But then when you died once, you were like, okay, now I got punished for it. Now yeah. I need to like play, try hard, even harder, you know? It's very oh, yeah. interesting. It, I, I think the, the reactions were more interesting to see than necessarily you getting hit, but the fact that it's real. And yeah. it's happening in the moment, and there is no way back. Mike yeah. was you know? very heavy on the ammo clip. <laughs> he's oh, yeah. like, he's like was, blasting. Like, <laughs> and I was reloading like practically every like four shots because I didn't want to run out of ammo in, in like the worst situation. But, but that's yeah, that's, it was it that's, was like that's where ammo conservation would be really interesting to come into this. Yeah, um, yeah, and it would also be really interesting because like when I saw that and I saw your reactions, I saw how real it was for you. Um, like if you could do like space pirate arena where both players or you know both players would get shot if like if you had some way yeah. to organize it if you could both dish the pain and take the pain and there was like an equal level of yeah of, of opportunity for that i think that would be probably That's the, the next level video where... there you go maybe <laughs> but that was the funny thing i was like how do i top this now uh, people were like saying do a bungee jump use tasers next time <laughs> but, but like like the tasers. fact that you did did this is this like maybe right now and i, I I think I have the same thing, like a journey or like looking for what challenges you in VR. You want yeah. more. Like this is this is not just like, oh, a funny experiment. You also seem to be looking for to stay immersed in VR, literally. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we all know that it's been a very slow start to the year. You know, we've had some great games 
don't get me wrong, but I, I think we're all craving something more right now. And and this was me craving something more. And this was the only way that you can get more right now. Yeah. You know, and I, I'd love to try, you know, we talked about the jump on previous shows where you do a jump, uh, like a, a skydive jump type thing, wingsuit jump uh, with a VR headset on, but it's it's in Utah, it's in the US. I can't, I can't do something like that. I'd love to do something like that because I think it's those kind of experiences that push you know, your love for VR even further. Um, but like you say, you we're, we're kind of limited right now. But um, so, yeah, this was my kind of push to try and make mm. VR more immersive, more intense, more extreme. Uh, because it's, it's, it's like a drug almost, isn't it? You know, you're, you're chasing that that first high. Um, and, and this was my way of doing that. So, yeah, was it was a fun you, idea. Uh, are you in, are you into this now? Like, I mean, would you... So remember that concept of the Ozana band that, that UK series <laughs> uh, brought up where you could feel pain or pleasure? Like... If it was a if it was a product, um, you know whether it was safe. Or no, not, but like, no. would you go for something that <laughs> no. brings the pain element in, or I, I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think I would. Or maybe to a certain degree. Maybe if it was like like a like a was it brain link, neural link? Maybe that way. If it yeah, simulates. Yeah, yeah, maybe that way. Yeah, but like um, getting hit on the arm is too much, but getting like, you know, injections into your brain, that's, li- yeah, that's, that's the way fine. to go. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, but if, if they could do it in a way that makes you feel like it is, but you don't, you know, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of like, like lower in, the, in the Matrix. Levels. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a bit, yeah. But I thought it was a really cool idea. I wouldn't be in a rush to do it again, though, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a, a fun experiment. <laughs> Put it that Absolutely way. great yeah. video. I have to say Thank again. You. Like, yeah. I think Thank from you. concept yeah. to the edit, um, yeah. it's just a, a fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You got to watch lot, Mike's video, guys. A lot of people have really enjoyed it, which I'm really happy about. Um, and it, you know, having having not uploaded in such a long time, it's kind of like weird video to come back with. But uh, yeah, I hope people enjoy it, and I'm, I'm sure it will kind of grow over time. But I'm I'm really proud of it. It's, it was a fun one. Um, so yeah, let's get into uh, some topics then. Although. You know, as we don't have a sponsor this week, I should take this moment maybe to to sponsor Sponsor. ourselves. Oh, I I thought you were going to say, yeah. (laughs) No, this is for us. So because, you know, 200 (laughs) episodes, we can do what we like. Uh, So I say, you know, if you you enjoy the show, you should hit the like button and, uh, you know, show us some love and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on our future awesome podcasts because hopefully we'll be here in another 100 episodes. So we have no we have no pillows, mugs or... Popsticks no, for sale. No, no, no merch, unfortunately. We should sort that out. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a longer climb to, to 300, though, because we're only doing it fortnightly now. So, well, uh, that's a lot. Well, maybe, longer. maybe when things start speeding up again, we'll we'll do uh, we'll do more. But well, I think the, the, we're going to have the, to wait for PlayStation for that. I, I do think, like, like uh, it, it has been growing a lot. Maybe like because we have been doing it for so long, you don't know where you start and where it's going now. But I, I, it does like this podcast does feel like calm before the storm. I do think it's ready for, let's say, a thousand people watching or listening or like five thousand or you know what I mean? It's I like so. we're, we're, we're just enjoying it. We're just going with the flow. We'll, yeah. we'll see where it goes. This show isn't doesn't exist because we uh, want to be, uh, you know, the best uh, podcast in the VR realm. We just yeah. do this because on our own channels and stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's like you certain conversations you do want to have but you don't necessarily want to make a video out of it you know they're like topics that i could talk about for like five minutes but for a video i'm like yeah you know let's not do that so i think it's just great to like you know everyone on this show can just say whatever they want and they can just say hey i want to talk about this or that and i think that makes it so interesting you know um yeah there's just no pressure there's just yeah chill yeah 
And um, if we want to make a three-hour show, we'll make a three-hour show, which is likely going <laughs> to happen. That, 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 that's not yeah. that like that, that. That does get into yeah, you know, yeah. like we're 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 running two-hour shows nowadays, non-stop. Yeah. We just like talking about VR. That's yeah. that's it. Um, so yeah, before we get into the news as well, I've got a little quick thing I want to share. Uh, Zim Zim brought this up, and I thought it was worthwhile sharing. Um, Palmer Lucky, the creator of Oculus, um, shared a blog post on Twitter today, marking the ten-year anniversary of Oculus. Um, so it was actually yesterday, yesterday, the fifteenth of April. Oculus, the brand, was officially ten years old from its inception when he created it, and then nurtured it, and eventually sold it off. And sadly, now it's dead. But um, Palmer sort of said in his blog that he kind of wants to share more about the journey uh, that he had with Oculus, his many ups and downs, um, obviously him being ousted from the company as well. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be plenty more blog posts in the future that are going to be worth reading. Um, if you kind of want to get a bit of a background, maybe you're new to VR and you want to learn a bit about you know, where it all started, there's an excellent book called The History of the Future, which is by Blake J. Harris. Highly recommend it. It gives you a, a really good insight, sort of flying, fly on the wall, sort of like um, month by month documentary of like how the company progressed and how it got up to the acquisition stage. It's very, really, really cool read. Um, but yeah, one thing uh, in, in Palmer's blog post that really stood out to me, though, is that he said, this year is also the right time to finally unveil some VR technologies I haven't been able to talk about for a variety of reasons. Now, this could mean that potentially Palmer is looking to make a return to VR. Could be could be consumer tech, could be military tech, because that's obviously his field now, uh, working for a company, well, his own company called Anderil. Uh, it's like a military uh, contractor company, you know, makes drones and all sorts of weird and wonderful tech. Um, but I just think, you know, Palmer making a comeback to VR would make such a splash because there's still so many OGs in, well, in that, the space. That's, yeah, that's the, um, that's the thing. Yeah. And I, I think we would all welcome him back with open arms if uh, he, he said, you know, I'm, I'm making a headset or launched a Kickstarter or did something, although now he's got the money to kickstart any project himself now. But I wonder if the, the reason why he hasn't really done anything since is because maybe he's been under some sort of contract with his yeah. parting from Facebook that he can't work in the VR space for a, a certain period of time. And the thing is, I looked it up and he actually left Facebook in March 2017, which oh. is actually five years five this years. month. So it could be that that contract period is up and now he can talk about stuff and maybe get back into the game again. Very likely. Very likely. Um uh, I mean, it's, it's 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 no surprise that he would have been silenced as part of his kind of buy yeah. off and then step down and all that. But um, yeah, I, I think I think I can't wait to hear more from Palmer, to be honest, because yeah. uh, he's the reason I got into all this. And, same, same. You know, uh, without 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 that original like Carmack and Bucky video, you know, talking about VR and yeah, bringing yeah. that idea back to the forefront again, like wouldn't be sitting here doing this. Well. Especially, yeah. especially now, if you see what what like Oculus now is, <laughs> this guy needs to come back really, really fast. <laughs> well, the vision has changed was, dramatically. Was yeah. I should yeah, say yeah. it was. But um, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting uh, piece. So yeah, if you want to go and check it out, go follow Palmer Lucky on Twitter and check out his blog post there. So uh, if he makes a return, then obviously we'll let you know. Maybe we can get him on the show. He would be like my dream guest. I think. Uh, <laughs> imagine that. Not that yeah. long. Um, I do. We'll I do. And... I do wonder if is like because there is so much like 
controversial stuff also floating around him that that's not gonna hurt him to like kickstart so, a new uh, yeah. you know VR company. I think I think so actually. I think that might I think that might be an issue because I st- I still think a lot of people blame him for the sell off to Facebook. Um, I think that's a, a large part. Then the Andrew company, which is. You know, like it's it's. I mean, it's controversial to say the least. Yeah. Uh, to go but from I, VR to, to I think this you kind know, of field. Um, in, even in hindsight, I think he did the right thing because we wouldn't be where we are now without that sell-off point. I don't think. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So although yeah. we might not be in the direction necessarily that we want, VR wouldn't mm-hmm. be in as good a state as it is in now without that. Yeah, I, I think. I yeah. completely agree. Although we don't know, like how how different it would have been if, True. for example, Valve would have bought. Oculus instead of uh, Facebook, of course. Well, they 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 do thing on, they do things on Valve time, so we probably have had one game. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, 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 they have one headset. Yeah. The interesting part is this guy still has all the contacts that he built yeah, up course. throughout the years. I remember this like Kickstarter video where Gamer said like we we uh, we totally support what he's gonna yeah. do here. So what yeah. if he goes back to that and be like, you know, Gabe, I'm I would sorry. For betraying you, for selling it to Meta or Facebook, and uh, let's let's try again, you know, let's yeah. let's do something new here, you know, Steam Deck uh, 2.0 on your fingers face. crossed. The thing fingers for crossed, me you know. with, with 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 any maker, and it's someone who's actually you know uh, created something, brought pieces together, gotten it to, to lift off, uh, like Oculus uh, did with Palmer. Palmer's still a young guy, right? Mm. I mean, he could easily have another 50 years on the planet, and there's that's a lot of time to make stuff, build stuff. You can start from scratch. And he's got yeah. the money behind him, you know, and his name's out there. So that's what I'm looking forward to, you know. It doesn't matter what what kind of was in the past. You know, mm-hmm. he's got a chance to kind of start from scratch. And so these seeds are really interesting. But but for me, it's, it's really interesting because if you understand what another, um, I'll say developer um, or new business founder has gone through, and that's the steps he's kind of promised with his, like, blog posts is that, He'll step through that journey. Mm-hmm. So it could be qu- quite insightful for someone who's, you know, maybe not working VR, but they're working yeah. some other, you know, mechanism, mm-hmm. a prototype, a VR accessory, mm-hmm. even something completely unrelated. So it could be really informative for somebody who's looking to start start off on their own. And those mm-hmm. are the people we might be thanking for a future product. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Smell yeah. vision that we're still <laughs> lacking in VR, for example, or <laughs> some kind of haptic feedback. You know? So, so, so. Okay, well, this is this is amazing. I think this kind of sums up. This is where we can end it. Is uh, so sadly, it's Bradley is in the chat. You know, the the all knowing oracle that knows everything of what's coming. <laughs> Said uh, uh, so. Lucky can't be any more controversial than Zuckerberg. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, I mean, they both are controversial in their own, uh, you know, right. So yeah, um, maybe that They're does weigh opposites, up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I I do get excited about this because I uh, yeah you know like this sounds like possible competition as well in a way uh, maybe mm. maybe in a in a small way big way I don't know we'll see. Well, he's got the money to bankroll it, so That's fingers true. crossed. Yeah. So uh, first bit of news then. We're a bit late getting into the first bit of news, so uh, I'm going <laughs> to rattle through this. Uh, but it's good news for us all because, it, like I said earlier, it's felt like a little bit of a dry sort of spell the last few months. Um, you know, we haven't really had the the new and exciting VR games coming to the Quest like we did, you know, later on uh, of last year with Resident Evil 4, for example. I'm not saying we didn't have any great games. We've got games like Green Hell, for example, Cosmonius High, but I'm talking about games that would make people outside of the VR bubble get excited, you know, yeah. that, that go out, see like, you know, Resident Evil 4, for example, and say, you know what? 
this VR thing, I've kind of kept my eye on it. I'm going to go and buy a headset and check this game out. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm hoping for. We get more of soon. Well, next week, Meta will be hosting their annual VR gaming showcase where they're going to be spilling the beans on what new titles we can expect to be playing on Quest later this year. The showcase will be taking place online uh, on Wednesday, the 20th of April at 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, which is 6 p.m. for us Brits, 7 p.m. for my European friend and uh, 1 p.m. for my Canadian brothers over there. It's going to be aired on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Oculus TV. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be people live streaming the event as well, including myself, if you want to experience it together. We've had some developers already confirm uh, via Twitter that their games are going to be part of the showcase. So you can expect to see Among Us VR, uh, which is pretty cool. I, th I think a lot of people are excited about that, especially the younger crowd. Uh, Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. We're going to see more of that, which, uh, you know, Saints and Sinners fantastic game and then also uh, a new game from red matter developers vertical robot so uh, interested to see what they've got uh, cooking up behind the scenes but any sort of uh, games that you'd really like to see or anything you'd like to see announced during this this showcase guys i i think like maybe again like like a mix of genres i would like to see like we we've had like a particular style i think a lot but you know, I've said it a couple of times in the show before. I would really like to see, for example, uh, another strategy game, mm -hmm. uh, more strategy genre. Um, yeah. Command and Conquer some... would, would be perfect in VR, I think, you know, yeah. overlooking the battlefield so like that. Well. We've yeah, got city so builders well. coming. So, you know, that kind of yeah. real time military strategy game is kind of, there's a hole in Mix the market the for together. that for sure. Yep. Yeah. I, I, want I would really a... like to see something like that. I want I want I want something like um, we we had Niantic recently talk about uh, Peridot, their new uh, their new offering kind of like Pokemon Go and this type of thing, but we still don't have in VR a pet game like a, a game where you can have some kind of pet. A VR um, Tamagotchi. Yeah, I think we talked yeah. about like that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah something right? where yeah. you'd you you'd be attracted to kind of play with this thing. The the difficulty for me in the design camp is like if it's not in a social spectrum, if it's not on like a platform delivered, I can show my pet off, um, anything. You know, if it's just, I'm going to log into my game and play with my pet and then I'll log out again. I don't know if it has that sticking power. Like once yeah, you it would have it, to be integrated like pet. Oculus Home or something, right? That's what I was exactly. going to say. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to say. If you don't log into your Oculus Home, it's like crapped all over your home. You have to scoop it all up. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's not going to, like, uh, that won't drive you to, to, you'll just be annoyed at it and you won't go, go play with it, right? But if, it, yeah. if it's like, if it's always there, more like, um, more like a, Clippy, right? But it's like it's always there. Oh my god! Clippy, but not annoying. Clippy, but not annoying. But you know what I mean? Like it's ever present. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's there, and you have to look after it, or you. What, want what to if look they after just it. integrate the like the like the Bogo thing they started off? You know, exactly. So I've been playing Bogo that, recently, but... and I think Bogo is, a, is is almost the perfect example of something that's like super adorable, really easy to deal with, as a, like room scale element. But you'd have mm. to come at platform level, so it'd have to come as part of some bigger announcement mm, that's like, yeah. okay, we're going to revamp social and all our platforms are connected now and this is where you're yeah. going and it, it's not Horizon. You know, <laughs> that's, that's why I would Horizon, say yeah. in terms of that. It's now. not a bad idea though. I think nurturing some sort of virtual pet is a, is a great idea, especially for the younger crowd. But personally, I think, yeah, you know, I'd really like to see Boneworks Project 4. Um, you know, it's been so quiet since the initial announcement, which was like, what, mm -hmm. two, three years ago now. And the developers, Stress Level Zero, are clearly working on it because they did tease that they have a trailer for the game ready 
but they just haven't shown it yet. So yeah, they're then, probably then, waiting uh, then, right? Uh, I don't know. Like, like last year, we were expecting this too. I, I think True. they know that like uh, they have a bigger showcase, and that is their own Note channel. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe, maybe. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I would. Expect, they could do like both, right? Because I, I think that the audience for for those two are very different still. Uh, like the mm. Node audience, and you but have I, like the Oculus audience. Yeah, yeah I think I, that they could like, do both you know, of them. You know what? I feel like uh, like uh, Brandon just loves loves new technology too. So he. I, I, he must have like a PlayStation VR too, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh well, this is even better." So it, I like it feels almost like he wants to keep postponing it with just better hardware that comes out or something. But maybe, um, yeah. yeah, he should definitely show something now. I think people start to forget about Project Four. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. most people don't even know it got like announced by the mm-hmm. man himself was uh, Mike Birdie. Mike Mike. Our best Mike friend, Buddy. yeah. Um, so and, and maybe yeah. we finally get some footage as well from like you know Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed. Uh, do you mm. think that we'll be able to see any of that already on the show? I don't know. I'd love no, to see I some don't. GTA San Andreas VR gameplay. Just yeah, even if it's just gameplay. like a small snippet, I just want yeah. to see what it looks like uh, from a VR perspective. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they should at least, uh, and we know that they're gonna uh, like, isn't it uh, Vertigo Games who has like some uh, deep silver IPs in their hands that they're making games with? I think that's what they said at the uh, Connect last year, like the mm-hmm. the the Metaverse conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they need to at least have two three banger new titles mm. with, yeah. a, with a known ip to it because if they're gonna be like oh so this is what's coming out uh, next month this is uh, or coming out today and then we don't know what's coming for the, the like whole year we're, we're just gonna go on with the same problem we already had i think i think for, for, for them the focus over the last few months has been heavily on like Horizon and like, you know, we're working on these productivity things in Horizon. And But Horizon is a game for them too, just saying. For them, yeah. Horizon is also a bit of a gamified experience. But it feels like, you know, especially compared to end of last year, they've taken the foot off the gas in terms of like pushing yeah. out. Like this yeah. is the Quest 2 and it's a gaming console. It's a VR gaming console, you know. It seems like the the, the tone has shifted the last few months at least. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. this this new show will show that they're committed to, to gaming and they've got some like you say some bangers in the bag because you know there is competition on the horizon although we will be talking about that a little bit later on you know with psvr2 although it's not a direct competitor the the quality of the games is going to be so so vast between the two platforms mm. that they, they yeah. need to show that you know this is what we've got on our platform and this is why you need to choose a quest over any other headset but Let's see what happens. Like I say, mark your calendars. It's going to be on Wednesday, the 20th of April. And no doubt we'll be talking about whatever gets announced uh, during the next uh, podcast. So there we go. Talking about new games, if you're on PC and you're looking at the new releases on Steam and you're kind of just sick and tired of seeing those anime VR titties, then don't worry. (laughs) I got you covered. Because yesterday I found this little hidden gem of a game called Paradox of Hope. Uh, after the developer posted a trailer of it on the Oculus subreddit. Now, it's currently in alpha, so it's it's still very early days. Uh, it's made by a solo developer, but it, it actually looks pretty promising. Um, the developer states that the game is heavily inspired by Metro 2033, and as you can see from the gameplay right, footage, yeah. you can really see this. Uh, a lot of the game mechanics are practically identical. Um there's moments in the trailer where you sort of um, you see them interacting with like spider webs with with a, like a, a lighter. There's another bit in it which is very much similar to like Saints and Sinners, where the actual character is smoking like a cigarette, <laughs> and uh, the way that they interact with like an inventory system, which is a backpack, 
straight out of Saints and Sinners and also the way you can like kind of flip the knife around is also straight out of Saints and Sinners. Um, but I think it, I, I thought the trailer looked really cool. I was like, hey, this is really yeah. impressive from a, a solo dev. And I'm kind of surprised, you know, like Nathie said, you know, that, that, that Meta announced that they're working with some deep silver IPs that we that in all these years in VR, we haven't actually seen like a proper Metro game in VR. We've come close with like Arctica 1. Uh, I think that was the closest we ever really got uh, because it was yeah. like this the sort of umbrella company. What was it? 4A Games. And I remember Rowdy getting in trouble calling his yeah, Arctica yeah, 1 like, oh video <laughs> Metro. Yeah, yeah. Oculus did not like that at all. He had to change it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought that... Which I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I thought this looked really cool, so I thought it was worth sharing on the on the show. Yeah. Um, the I, I'm so happy that they that they still like. I just know that it's kind of hard to sell this on PC, like sales wise. I don't know if they're gonna get rich with this, uh, but I'm happy that they at least that there's still people who just think like, oh, I'm just gonna make something on PC that looks great. Yeah, and we, we've kind of got like this style of game, you know, with uh, Into the Radius, you know, that's a very sort of similar game. Yeah. Uh, but Into the Radius is kind of a bit more open world. What what yeah. the developer of uh, Paradox of Hope says is that this will be a, a very much a linear story-driven um, uh, campaign, which is an original story, according to him. Um, and alongside this story, you've also got like a kind of a raids mode, which is... Um, like a, an endless mode where you can fight enemies with random level generation. So quite an ambitious project, uh, especially from a solo dev. But, you know, props to uh, to whoever's, you know, responsible for it so far, because I think it looks pretty good. If you're actually interested in the game, the, deve the developers just opened it up for alpha testing in his Discord. Uh, and I've linked the description... Uh, uh, I've linked the Discord link uh, in the description of this video, so you can go and check it out, sign up for alpha testing, provide some critical feedback, and hopefully make it into uh, the game we all uh, hope it will one day be. So, yeah, that is uh, nice. Paradox of Hope, one yeah, to so have on your that, radar. At the beginning of that, Mike, I, I heard you say um, Metroid-style game instead of Metro, and I got very confused for about... Did I say Metroid? No, 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 it's probably just me oh, not okay. hearing you properly. But, okay, um, yeah, Metro. Yeah. Metro 2023-inspired VR game. Paradox of hope. We've got a little bit of glimmer of hope there. There you go. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about VR hardware with the Pico Neo 3, because I think this was the big news from the last couple of weeks. Uh, I kind of want to give you a bit of a background story on Pico uh, to kind of get you up to speed. Uh, but basically, the Pico Neo 3 uh, is a standalone VR headset it originally launched way back in May 2021 to consumers in China. Spec-wise, the Neo 3, very similar to the Quest 2. At its core, it has a Snapdragon XR2 chipset from Qualcomm with 6 gigabytes of RAM, has the same 1832 by 1920 resolution per eye, running 90 hertz, although Quest 2 can run up to 120 hertz, has four cameras on the front plate for inside-out tracking, similar FOV, similar-looking controllers, also similar sort of price, comparable to the China market as it is in UK and US. So essentially, it's a Quest 2 for China as Facebook, Oculus, Meta can't sell their products there. When I spoke to Pico way back then, they were working really hard on bringing Western VR developers uh, to port their games to the Chinese audience. They were, they were helping them in any way they possibly could. They were helping them with the port themselves. They were funding them and even in some instances buying 10,000 copies of certain games up front as an incentive to get devs to port their games to the Pico. And, um, you know, they, they were sorting out all the language uh, and uh, localization 
issues. Uh, apparently, the porting process was pretty straightforward, as the controller layout is practically identical to the Quest 2. Then we had two variants of the headset, which were later available to businesses in the US and Europe. We had the Pico Neo 3 Pro and then the Pico Neo 3i, the i having built-in eye tracking. Uh, but they weren't available to consumers. So you, you could buy one under the guise of a business, but there wasn't really any reason to, to be honest. Then, around August of last year, ByteDance, the company that owns TikTok, bought Pico for just shy of $300 million, um, which was pretty crazy. Um, and we we now see that we're in a position where we've got two big media giants in the VR space. We've got Facebook, Stroke Meta, and now we've got like ByteDance and TikTok. So fast forward this week at Laval Virtual in France, Pico announced that the Neo 3 will be available soon to consumers in both the UK and Europe with their new model called the Neo 3 Link. Now there's no word on a US launch yet, but I feel like that's probably coming soon after this kind of initial market test. And this is what they said. This is a test. They, they actually even called it a beta, a beta test, this kind of like launch. Um, the Neo 3 Link will be available for 449 euros or 399 British pounds. I believe Europe can pre-order now with shipping from the 24th of May, uh, with UK pre-orders and shipping coming a little bit later in the summer. So essentially what we have here is a headset that's basically a Quest 2 and essentially priced at the same price as the 256 gigabyte model Quest 2, same storage size, 256 gigabytes. However, there's a couple of added benefits that you get if you bought a Pico Neo 3 Link. The first is that it comes with an Elite-style strap where the battery is stored in the back of the strap, so you get better weight distribution and a more robust strap out of the box. And secondly, which I think is most important, you get a DisplayPort link cable included in the box. So ah. where Quest 2 uses um, you know, a, a link cable which you have to buy as an additional accessory at, like, what, $80, 80 pounds, yeah. quite expensive for a cable... Uh, and they they sort of you know they compress the uh, the image and they send it down a USB three cable. What Pico are doing is it's actually like a, a DisplayPort cable. So you plug it into your graphics card, and apparently you get compressionless, you know, native resolution at ninety hertz playing mm -hmm. Steam VR content on your headset. So I think, in that sense, I think that's really cool, and I think that's a great idea. It's kind of a, does this almost... still charge your headset then? No, I guess not. Good question, That's actually. A, yeah, nice it's a great party. question, and I don't actually know the answer no. to that, actually. There's not, there's not power delivery, I don't, I don't think, think so. over, over that. No. Over great that question. Stack. The other uh, thing that I was thinking was, you know how display ports uh, oftentimes have hooks uh, in mm -hmm. the card? One of the mm -hmm. things you'd want to be worried about um, is if you use that type of cable, and then you trip the cable, you could end up damaging the card. So there's pros and cons to this solution. But I think where, what I was going with this is that it kind of fills a void in the market that Rift S previously once held, right? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like an it's, it's, it's affordable, you know, like three hundred pound, uh, three hundred ninety nine pounds, four hundred fifty euros. It's kind of like that sort of price range, and it's offering like a compressionless, um, Steam VR compatible inside out tracked headset. I think it's kind it's of like an interesting market there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it can also do wireless PCR. PC VR, by the way, you know, uh, using Wi-Fi, just like the Quest uh, 2 does. And actually, Guy Godin is working on uh, virtual desktop support for Pico. It's not released now, ah. but he said uh, potentially it'll be released in the future. So that's kind of an interesting side to it as well. 
the the kind of question is like, who is this for? Um, well, we, as we know, and we've discussed on previous episodes of the podcast, is that in Germany, for example, the Quest Two cannot be sold right now because of issues with the the German government and Meta, which still haven't been resolved, and it doesn't look like it's going to be resolved. So the German market certainly are probably going to snap this one up as an alternative. Um, I guess you know if you're you know anti-Meta. There's a lot of people that are, that are out there that are, and you don't want to tie your social media account to a VR headset. This is another option. Um, obviously, as we know, Pico are owned by TikTok, so potentially you're running into the arms of another big sort of media company, or, and I don't know if that's any better or any worse, mm. but it's something to be aware of. Um, Gaming-wise, I think this is the biggest issue for me, is that they do have a great library, you know, um, like I said, they've been working hard with developers and they've, they've got some great games on their platform now. So they've got Walkabout Mini Golf, they've got Puzzling Places, and they've even got After the Fall. Uh, yeah, that's which, that's uh, quite impressive. Which yeah. it, Exactly, it's impressive. And I, I even reached out to Vertigo because I wanted to confirm that if you bought After the Fall on Pico, that you can play with other players on cross-platform. Uh, and they've mm. confirmed that that is actually true. So you're not you're not sort of isolated just to the Pico ecosystem. You can play with players on Quest. You can play with players on PSVR, PC VR That's players nice. as well. So this is music to my ears, Mike, because of yeah. my situation with my kids, right? That means I can get them on a Steam account, get them a headset, and boom, I can play with them again and walk them out. Right exactly, there. exactly. So I, I, I welcome them with open arms to, you know, release their headsets over here. I do think they're going to have a few issues, but maybe I should ask you guys what you think uh, first. What do you guys think of this? Um, I think it's healthy I, competition, right? I mean, mm. uh, in a way, I, I I don't think this in any way threatens the market that that um, that Meta has, but maybe it it's it, it broadens that market a little bit, makes people more interested in in other headsets, and like you said, there's issues with Meta, and there's probably issues with this as well. Uh, but at the same time, it's like it's it's different, and that's never never bad, I think. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think that like hardware-wise, um, they're well established. Yes. But then on the on the software side and the content and the you know the, the, that kind of stuff, they they have to build this from the ground up for yeah. consumers. So they have to build this from scratch. Well, Meta Oculus is like an ecosystem that has been you know evolving and evolving for many years now. So. They are kind of starting at like you know uh, a point where they are just about to start the race. Um, so I, I think we have to give them some time to see what they're gonna do. I, I think they said they're gonna they have around 120 games uh, that it already launches with. But then yeah, what are those games? You know, if there's a lot of like kind of you know one hour of like uh, bowling and one hour of darting again, then I don't know if that's gonna keep mm. people busy. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's very interesting, and I think I think they are going to be successful in some ways because not only of Germany, but you need to know that here in Europe there's barely any uh, advertisement for Quest. Um, they're also not everywhere in every store. I know that Pico is working to get these in stores too. Um, most of the Quest to advertise, we spoke about this before. Horizon is North America only. Giveaways are usually North America only. Uh, all the events are very centered around North America as well. So Europe isn't necessarily, you know, 
being involved in any way. So as mm. a consumer who buys a Quest 2, it's also not like you really belong to the rest of the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I think this will kind of give them, a, a, a marketing-wise, a free a freebie, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. And as we know, you know, like um, watch time on TikTok surpassed YouTube, you know, like over the last year. So they've got yeah. this huge platform that they can use for yeah, advertising. True. And uh, if they leverage that, it's going to it's going to be super smart for them. the The only problem is that the headsets look so alike, other than the fact that it's got a black stripe. That's uh, true. On the yeah. lower half, they look yeah. so alike. You could easily be confused between the two products if you're a newcomer to the space. This this is what I said before. LEDs. If you put some razor stuff on it, if you make this like yeah. a razor kind of headset, that's it. Yeah. Like that's that's all you have to do. So if they just paint this whole thing black again and they put yeah. some lights on it here and there, put some tri- no no not tribals. That's a bit old school, but <laughs> you get my point. Like something kind of cool to it, or they do a limited edition. Let's say they. Uh, have an exclusive game that, that we don't know that there is no no confirmation but let's say they would bring uh, like Halo to VR for real this time mm. and they bring out a Halo themed VR headset yeah you know and it's like a branded I, one because that's the thing like I think this is very cool stuff and I think everything about so they they know how this whole thing works this is not mm. a company who's like oh we jump into VR they have been doing this for a while now they seem to be confident for the next step it's just that like meta right now is struggling to make the quest interesting with content if you look at like you you hear this everywhere now like the retention rate on headsets isn't that great people seem to be entertained by it for like 2 3 months then it ends up on the shelf because there is no uh, roadmap on what's coming. Yeah. The consistency of content is also all over the place. Some months you get great games, then a few months there's nothing there or there is something there, but doesn't match with what you experienced before. So if they are able to crack the code or have some genius people behind the scenes who understand content, who understand where... Because it seems like everyone is struggling now to keep people entertained in VR... If Pico knows how to do that, and that's with exclusives, so they buy some companies, they acquire some studios, because that's the problem now. Like, how are you going to get Beat Saber on this headset? You don't, because yeah. Meta owns the company now. So if if they're smart, they look around, like like do an offer to the Gorilla Tag guy, for example. It, it's funny. That, like, that's gr- the kind of stuff. Gorilla Tag was and, the game that came came to mind as well. Yeah, but you're right. You know, they they won't be able to not natively at least, obviously you can connect it to Steam and play Beat Saber and the other games, but natively you're not going to be able to play Beat Saber, Echo VR, Medal of Honor, Resident Evil 4, Vader Immortal, Grand Grand Theft Auto, the upcoming game. They all are owned by Oculus, so... um, Well, I mean, with After the Fall, they already kind of do something that is quite impressive, I got to say, like the fact that they... but of their like uh, announcements that they made they seem to be very confident where they're like yeah we're gonna make we're gonna make it with just after the fall and these other titles and they think that's enough to you know uh fish hook people into this uh, thing but what it's i not hope enough what i hope is that you know like they said that because they did say it was a beta test this whole like uk europe launch thing i and and one thing i, I that was super impressed with i've never seen this before is that if you bought a Pico Neo 3 link now, and then something better comes within the next year or so, I think they said, that you'll get 35% off the next headset. Yeah, yeah, okay, but... That's yeah. kind of interesting. That is I've interesting. Never- but let me, let me tell you, I, I have a funny feeling about this. This is just one big marketing trick. They already have the new hardware. They mm. already wo- are working on it. And they know that people want that. 
Yeah. So they and they're going to release this, it this one year and one month from now. Well, <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know when. But this discount is linked to something that is that is maybe really epic that they're working on, yeah. and they're just using this discount to get people already interested in the next thing because yeah. this discount is like a smart way to kind of have people's attention. Like, oh, but I bought this, so yeah. an incentive. Because if the games are not the incentive, then maybe this, this discount will, right? Maybe, um, maybe, yeah. So it's just the content. If they are able to bring games, experiences, a social system as well to the table, and they use TikTok in a smart way, because they... I'm not talking about TikTok like show uh, like ads of 10 seconds of cool headset like you see with Meta now, where it's like, oh, I can go fitness and I can do this. No, you like you have all these influencers on the platform. Let them use the headset, um, do events. You know, do your own convention, your own VR convention, or something. Mm. I don't know. Do your own showcase. But yeah, that's the thing that holds back my excitement right now. But do I you think they're totally already at that stage? Because that's like pretty. That's like full investment. Do you well, think the thing that is, they need to catch this? up, Rowdy? They need to catch up. Well, if they're like, if you have invested, you're not gonna make it in the in the VR scene. If they're just thinking that this is kind of like, like the same with the beta test. Uh, like, how serious are you about it? Like, you know, you can't just. This is the moment to step in. I, I think timing wise, it's a bit strange because we're kind of like. We're on the verge of new hardware. You know, like Quest 2 is 18 That's months. That's why the discount is there. That's why the discount is yeah, there. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but like the thing is, like Quest 2 has been out, what, 18 months now? Yeah, had yeah, this, yeah, Had yeah. this move happened earlier in Quest 2's yeah, life it's, cycle? It's like pandemic, so... I know, like I understand, how, yeah. I understand. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of people now are looking towards Cambria, looking towards yeah. PSVR 2. So, yeah. you know, maybe if they're just testing the waters, getting their ducks all lined up in a row, ready for their next headset launch, which hopefully will be competition, more viable competition for these new next-gen headsets, then I think this is going to be a really interesting play. But yeah, like I said, this is kind of like a soft launch for them. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Europe react to this and whether it does get adopted by, yeah. you know, sort of like the European audience. Um, yeah, I don't what know. What were the launch I, I, markets again, Mike, in terms of where it's coming to now? Pardon? What were the launch markets? Europe uh, first, so the whole of Europe and then uh, UK uh, in the summer. And then I would imagine US will be later. I don't think it was whole Europe. It was like Spain, Netherlands, Germany, a few countries. Okay. Uh, but I don't think it was entire Europe. Correct me oh, okay. if I'm wrong, but oh, I heard like right. a list of, uh, of uh, right. countries. But yeah. the thing, um, like, as I said, like there are some benefits for them to be in the European market because uh, Oculus changed to Meta now. A lot of people here don't know what Meta is. They keep calling it Facebook. I see yeah. articles all the time here like Facebook does this and Facebook does that. Well, officially, that's not their name anymore. Uh, as I said, if they can get it into the stores, at least, that's already a good start. Because Quest, like I know in, in America, you have Walmart and Best Buy and blah, blah. And they're like headsets that you can buy everywhere off the shelf. But here, that's so rare. Like I, I never see that stuff on the mm. shelf here. So I, like a country like this where we love tech. You would think it's on the shelf, but it's yeah. not. And I think you're right, actually, with, with Meta rebranding, they've lost their brand identity in this, a certain yeah. degree. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a good time, actually, to introduce a new headset that looks it's, practically identical. <laughs> because you're like, the, well, there's yeah. a Meta one and there's a Pico one. Well, which one's the Oculus? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know I, I mean? think I, what they just need to do is like they need to, first of all, change the name, get rid of this Neo 3 Link 
blah 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 make it a give it a cool name mm. if they really go for that gaming kind of vibe then do something else what if it was a tiktok headset well what if there's a tiktok logo on the front i mean the tiktok is like the most popular platform ever maybe so use it in your favor i would say yeah. but but I don't we, know. but we we sh- I should highlight that you, you know although they're owned by TikTok unlike Facebook you don't need a TikTok account to sign into this thing no no it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's no. a yeah, account is, yeah. and 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 one thing you know that you know uh, has been a bone of contention on the meta side is the Facebook login requirement and they did say they were going to remove it and maybe they've been waiting for that announcement you know to hold it as a bit of an ace up their sleeve to disrupt but like like completely completely remove it or just make a new account thing and it's still linked but now people feel like you remove it and you just create an oculus account okay they they need to undo it like and they need to do it fast i think Um, and maybe we'll this will be announced during the gaming showcase that's what i'm saying so it's it's a weird timing but there is also a time window to just because it's a beta this is nothing like big just yet you know it's more of a soft launch in that sense and i hope this beta is serious and not just some kind of marketing thing because they really need to listen to the people who buy this because i don't know if pico already has the manpower or girl Mm. power to really make this uh you know the biggest gaming thing ever they they constantly yeah. leaned on the steam vr thing like oh you can play steam but like pc vr like what are you gonna there's nothing new coming out anymore so that yeah. that's not enough for someone to get into vr to buy it you know it's well, a nice feature great but one thing i will say um having tried the hardware because I've, I've got two pico neo threes um here one is like a chinese one that he imported one they sent over uh, and provided with it like a kind of u.s developer account um but i will say that the hardware is actually good you know like it is it's on par really uh with with what quest offers there's some pros and cons but on the whole it is pretty much what you would expect or what you'd want from a hardware the software is a little bit lacking like the home environment and stuff like that and like the store and everything but you know like you say if they can they, they can up the ante on that then we've got some pretty decent competition on our hands uh in the future potentially yeah. but yeah it'd be interesting to see well, how this test it, goes it for does them. seem to be like a bit of a a, a bit of a, a niche seller you know for, for all those fringe cases that you don't want to use a meta headset for yeah it's a pretty decently priced new entry to the field so it's just like the problem is like most most consumers don't care if the headset is from china or from from america they just want to play games and uh, mm-hmm. they don't care about privacy sadly well, uh, that's the world we live in that they did because uh, my inner can't buy was was just shouting out going what are their privacy policies you know <laughs> yeah. i know it's published on from the meta side but i just you know mm. what are they what are they saying well, what it, are they saying about the treatment of their well, th- this is what makes me laugh about the especially some of like the more vocal people in the community that have been so anti-meta over the years and you know you know, we, we give yeah. meta criticism where it's due, I think, but these people have been very anti-meta, but now they're just jumping into the laps of Pico and, and, and like their lapdog lapping it up. And I'm like, mate, you have no idea. You have no idea. Mm. You know, at least, at least like you say, the laws and regulations are there in the US, you know, although they've probably yeah, it, bro- they've broken them over that, the years. But, you know, with China, you, it really is like you're, you're in the Wild West there in terms of like well, data and it, stuff. Well, in the end, uh, every almost almost every headset that you see out there uh, comes out of a factory in China. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, so that is. I think they're actually made from in the same factory. I think I remember well, yeah, that, reading that. That'd be unsurprising. Um, but yeah, so that is Pico Neo Three Link. Uh, if you're in Europe, it's available to pre-order now. If you're in the UK, 
It's coming this summer. If you're in the US, probably a little bit later than that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow their progress. And um, yeah, I wish them the best of luck. Pico Neo oh. 3. So next topic is about Horizon. <laughs> Horizon. Oh, God. As Meta <laughs> announced last week that select US-based creators that are over the age of 18 can make in-game items and sell them to, to the community through Horizon Worlds. Oh, um, desks. Desks. They need desks. Exactly. They everyone needs That's a, what they a need. needs a gaming desk in their virtual home. So <laughs> you know, just just take off the rec room branding, get Horizon Nathan. on there, and start <laughs> yeah. selling that thing, Nathan. You need to be over eighteen. So and I need to oh, yeah. live in live in the US. Sadly, you yeah. need to live in the US. Unfortunately, yeah. you're in the wrong country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they stated that this is the kind of the first their first step towards the long term vision of the metaverse, where creators can earn a living and people can purchase digital goods, services, and experiences uh, through Horizon Worlds. So this could be clothing for your avatar, it could be your gaming desk, <laughs> it could be a paid experience or world access, could be your virtual pet, like uh, Zim mentioned earlier. Uh, it could be you know a range of things. Um, but this is all stuff that's made by the community and sold to the community, so it's kind of like a, a nice community ecosystem. Uh, a few sort of media outlets like Upload VR, they were kind of like, "Hey, Meta, uh, what's the revenue split like for you know these items that are sold? Uh, what do the creators get out of this?" And they provided some interesting numbers. Um, so they said that if you're a creator and you sell a digital item in Horizon Worlds for one dollar, for example. The MetaQuest store fee will be $0.30. Cents. So 30% of your $1 is, is the MetaQuest store fee. Then Wait, The store, store fee. Okay. Yeah. Then on top of that, you get Horizon platform fee, which is $0.17. Cents, 17%. So okay. essentially leaving the creator with $0.53, cents, and that's before them paying any taxes locally uh, if they hit some sort of threshold. So essentially, okay. so, so essentially, are those fees per dollar, or or do you pay that? Because that's like a weird. Why don't you just say like it's fifty three percent? Why do they well, say it with the fees? All right, Rowdy, I'm getting to that. Calm down. God damn it, Mike! Come on, like. So, <laughs> so essentially, Meta will be taking forty seven percent on each sale within Horizon, leaving the creator with fifty three percent revenue share. Um, I should so also fees mention they scale up, like the the it, it's, it's fixed not at like the moment. It's a fixed fee. It's a fixed fee at the moment. At the moment, it's at, fixed. At the moment, at the moment, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, so Meta take 47%, Creator gets 53% on anything sold within Horizon Worlds. That's from the figures that they've provided to Upload VR. Wow. They do, I should also point out, they do also provide creator bonuses, and they do have a creator fund, and both of these aren't subject to these fees. So please bear that in mind. A lot of the outlets didn't mention this, Um you know, like CNBC, who report on this kind of stuff, clickbait headline, and they're just kind of like, oh, it's bad, bad, bad. There is actually some good to this. You know, they, they do have, Meta do have a $10 million fund to boost creation in Horizon Worlds. And they're also yeah. giving these bonuses out for creators that do well in Horizon Worlds. And they're not subject to these fees that I'm talking about. But anyway, let's just talk about the revenue split. So like I said, creator 53%, Meta 47%. A lot of people got like really up in arms about this. And I think maybe if you're not on the creator side of things you possibly would be and think it was outrageous but let's talk about youtube for example uh you know youtube necessary like charge a very similar rate actually yeah someone um, donated like uh what was it in this chat two bucks 
Yeah, that, that's so all gone to much? YouTube, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> but but like Bye. if you're a, if you're a YouTube partner, you know, um, you've hit the YouTube partner level. The revenue split is about forty five percent to YouTube, fifty five percent to the creator. So not mm. far off what Meta are offering, but. Mm. The big, big difference here is that YouTube is a platform that has 2 billion users that you could potentially be exposed to, you know, if you make good content. Meta, on the other hand, is still locked to the US only. And I think at max, I thought, I, I think I saw max users was 300,000 users at this point. So there's a big, big difference um, here. And, and this is where I think rightly so people are kind of a bit upset about it. And there's also another thing that's kind of a bit like, hypocritical um, that has been pointed out from by Rota VR and, and Apple kind of had their little dig at Zuckerberg recently for this because during the Meta Connect thing where, you know, Facebook said we're going to call ourselves uh, Meta now, um, Mark said something that a lot of people hung on to and I'll read it out verbatim. He said, this period has also been humbling because as big of a company as we are, we've also learned what it's like to build for other platforms. And living under their rules have has profoundly shaped my views on the tech industry. Most of all, I've come to believe that the, the lack of choice and high fees are stifling innovation, stopping people from building new things and holding back the entire internet uh, economy. We've tried to take a different approach. We want to serve as many people as possible, which means working to make our services cost less, not more. Our mobile apps are free. Our ads business model is an auction, which guarantees every business the most competitive price possible. We offer our creator and commerce tools either at cost or with modest fees to enable as much creation and commerce as possible, which kind of isn't indicative of what they're offering here as a creator split in Horizons. Yeah, the, the issue I have with this, because we made the comparison with YouTube, but even though the platforms are similar with their both being social platforms, the, the difference with this is that you're selling an item. While with yep. YouTube, you're not selling a video or in the majority of cases you're not. You're putting your, your video available on a platform, uh, ads are being placed on that, and then YouTube shares that ad revenue. But you're not getting anything from the ad revenue that Horizon is getting if they're placing ads around your environment or whatever it is. That that revenue is not being shared. It's actually the the actual digital item that you created and that you're selling through their platform. So it's it's only for the platform fees that you're paying. And then I do find the percentage very very high because it's like going to a store uh, or, or selling an item through a store and then they take half of the profit, uh, uh, not even half of the profit, half the cost, not even considering the profit that you make. Yeah. So I, 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 I do think, I think the I problem think is that these, these percentages stack. Like I said, you get 30% on the Metastore fee uh, for the yeah. transaction and then 17% for Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, like I said, I think if, if you were exposed to 2 billion users, I think it would be pretty reasonable because of the potential audiences there if you make something amazing. But in these kind of really sort of like early days of this kind of like metaverse digital economy, I think it should be much, much less to kind of kickstart the creator economy. It should be yes, the percentage yes. share should be better. And I do understand they've got this fund and the bonuses, but still, I think the percentages, at least until we hit scale, should be much yeah. lower. That, that's cost? the thing. Like, sorry. Oh, sorry, Nathan, you go ahead. Yeah. So, for, for as you said, for, for an app that is north america only and for yeah. an app that hasn't even proved itself to be a like 
like working metaphors in the long run, yes, uh, it should be way lower. Like in Rec Room, it's 30%. Yep. Uh, but Rec Room is a well-established platform for many years now. And it also uh, never forced it onto people in a way where it doesn't, it's like a natural thing that just, grew into the platform so mm. yeah i don't know it, it, it's very interesting but it's still like there are people uh, even with this high percentage that just give it like a few months maybe or six months and they're going to be like super rich I, I hope so i hope so that this creates like a you know like he says in his vision that people create a career potentially out of making digital items and it's already like, happening it's well, it's it, this is a fact um, yeah. but I, you're going to be restricted to a certain degree with this one. But on the other side, if you are build, starting to build now in this niche platform, but it actually blows up and then it becomes bigger. But that's the same with everything right now. NFTs, cryptos, if, if you invested into it early, then you're on a, you might be on a winning streak here. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Good question. Like what, what is the cost to create here? Um, I'm, I'm comparing this to the, that's the thing. when Apple uh, did the 70-30 split back on their app store. right? Um, you had a model whereby... Trying to remember exactly. If you were listing for free, you'd be paying nothing, uh, and you, I think it was like a hundred dollars or something to kind of get entry to the tool toolkit there. Is well, the there a are free. cost for creating? The tools are free, yeah. and and the thing is with the Apple model, they actually they actually took fifteen percent up until a million dollars in revenue. Yeah. So that's the difference, and I think that would have been a smarter move, uh, and like you say, had had it scaled or had tiers based on, you know, how big the platform grows or because at the moment it, it, it's so small. Um, like you say, if you were if you were a world builder now and you had the skills to do it, you would be better off building in Rec Room right now or, or VR chat or, or another platform. Yeah, of course. Um, so it's very familiar to me when Amazon took over Twitch and offered anyone in the affiliate scheme, as you said, as you improve, as you improve up toward partner, your breakout is better. But up to that point, it was 50-50 yeah. split. Mm-hmm. And so... It it doesn't seem to me like it doesn't seem unfair to me this fifty three forty seven split because again, at the end of the day you're revenue. given a you're given a free platform you're given free tools um, you get to create anything you get is gravy uh, if you're a creator mm-hmm. I mean if you're setting up a business maybe that's too small and it's just not viable but but I, but, I, but I don't really agree with that because that. yeah I, I don't really agree with that because they they. Providing you with a platform to sell your items on, they're not creating you with a platform to generate revenue. Like with Twitch, again, the, the platform generates revenue from it from the platform itself and it shares that revenue with its creators. Yes. But whether you create content or not for Facebook Horizons, that whatever revenue that Facebook Horizons is producing, you're not seeing any of that if people visit your, your things. It's only when people purchase something from you yeah. That you actually get yeah, revenue. They're not sharing, oh, ad, revenue. You need they're to not share sharing ad revenue. They're just sharing the digital. Yeah, exactly. The but Rowdy, what you're saying revenue. is, so say someone creates a virtual bathtub and it's sitting in Nathie's virtual house and someone can go along and take a look at that and enjoy it and all that. You only, you only earned anything. You're cut at the purchase point. After that, there's nothing. You're getting nothing for it. Yeah. 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 You, exactly. only, you only get something if someone buys something. You, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no like, amount of impressions or something like mm. that like amount mm. of exposure that you get yeah. through the pla- it doesn't matter how much how many people look at your items anymore it doesn't matter how many mm. people you bring into facebook horizons to check out your items it doesn't matter the only thing that matters is how many people buy from you 
through that platform. Yeah. And that's going to matter a lot more when it, when it approaches the maturity level of Rec Room, where people can create mechanisms that do something active. Yeah. So for example, but, but, the building blocks of a game, if yeah. you are going to purchase from like an asset store, and those are going to do something, then you have this cool concept of equivalently like royalties, right? Well, where it gets used. But mm. you're right, was, single okay, purchase okay. point does make it look quite unfair. Okay, but this, this is something, and we haven't seen this yet because this still has to be rolled out, is so in Rec Room, you, for example, have someone who made a uh, Five Nights at Freddy's world, okay? It's free. You can just visit it if you want. And then you can play the Five Nights at Freddy's game like you would play on a pancake screen, but then it's in Rec Room, okay? So it's the same game, but then the items that you can get, you can buy, so let's say you can slow down the mechanical uh, animatronics uh, before they come to you, before they eat you alive. You can buy that or, you know, uh, you can fly or you can like all these things. And there you can buy them for like, I don't know, like 20, 20 cents or something. But the thing is, and this is where I'm getting to now, is that in Rec Room, for some reason that is accepted and you can make money off that. Well, it's a property of someone else. I mean, mm. Five Nights at Freddy's already exists. And mm. this is the same with other things you see in Rec Room. Like someone could make a Jaws room and then you can you can pay to get eaten by the shark uh, or things like that. But it's all like copyrighted material. And I think in, in uh, Horizon, they're, I think, way more on top of that than in Rec Room. Mm. So you can also not just make something uh, that is based on something and then make... I don't think they're going to allow that. Interesting. Uh, because uh, the reputation is waiting. on the line. That's just waiting for, for legislators to catch up. Uh, I, I know. I know. Take but downs, that'll be. I mean, that could. That, that, <laughs> that's murky water. I, I know. I know what you mean, and it, it is going to happen. Um, uh, but uh, the the fact that it is uh, like right now, this market becomes bigger and bigger. I don't know mm. where it's going to go when they, you know, uh, crack down on it. But I think in Horizon, they're way more. They want to be way more in control of stuff like that. Yeah, we haven't um, really seen that. The uh, the copyright of digital assets. You know, in the creative space, it's, it's, dude, yeah. it's a gray area, and and in Rec Room, they're playing on a very dangerous path. So you have items in Rec Room, official items made by uh, Rec Room themselves that look like like uh, three weeks ago there was an item that came out. It's called Aloy Man, and it's basically Tony Stark's Iron Man suit. Right, and they're selling that. They also once sold Hawkeye's uh, <laughs> like his quivers. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, and they put his name on it, so they put it on, like, Hawkeye item. Then they got, like, a lot of backlash, so they stopped doing that. But now there's suddenly a blaster that looks like uh, Buzz Lightyear's blaster that might come out. in the f So even they yeah. themselves are also playing. And, and, and I don't know where this is going to end. I do see, like, let's say someone from Disney or another company, their kid is playing on Rec Room, and then suddenly they see a movie they are working on. They're like, what is this? Show me yeah. more. And that's where this whole thing, it's going to go with Disney. down. Disney, like, you don't want to mess with Disney I, I or tell Nintendo. You, like, Rec Room, Rec Room, yeah. like, mark my words, you can clip me on this. Rec Room will be in trouble. And I think Horizon, uh, Meta wants to prevent it from happening but yeah. I, what i'm just saying is if you don't include pop culture in some way or another like building becomes kind of boring yeah it just <laughs> would be you know? nice to see to see meta trying to reward people for bringing people to the platform like for example now imagine you make this amazing item and you show it off on platforms that actually have exposure like youtube or like twitch whatever and people download facebook horizon they go into horizon 
to to buy your item to, to check it out but then you know you you share that revenue with facebook and then facebook has another person like visiting facebook horizon showing off your item but that's it you don't make anything from that anymore and i don't mm. find that really if you charge such high fees 43 percent uh, was i believe it's 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 just not fair. Then you should be awarded per people that subscribe and then, you know, how long that they're on the platform, how much time that they're there. It's very similar to how YouTube does it as well. If you bring people over to YouTube, the algorithm pushes your videos more. You get more uh, revenue from your ads that are being shown on your videos. It's it's really strange to see like a strategy like this coming from a social media platform because this mm. is still, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it's I, very I, early I, days. Why, why, I, I why don't so know. high fees? It could go well. It could also go a little bit in the other direction where you have people who are op opportunists right now who see the whole like NFTs and everything like quick money. So they just they just buy a headset to make money, but they yeah, don't care course. about Horizon. They don't like, care about the social aspect of it. it, uh, it and they're just there to make quick money. If you've got the skills to make digital assets, this is what you should probably be doing. Like even though the percentage cut, it, it, I think, is too high right now in in the current state of the industry and and well, you want to be ahead of you want to be you, ahead you of the be rest, so you do it now. You, you do, do it, it now. now. Yeah. Even even smart. if the percentage is like eighty percent or ninety percent, you jump in there because if you are one of the first yeah. right now and you make it, then you make it for the rest it, of your life. It's maybe. funny. Someone said in the chat, uh, Jed Ranko says a pack of crypto bros are nodding while they watch this conversation from their virtual Lamborghinis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, that is happening because all these yeah. like all these news websites, as you mentioned as well, they're constantly looking at what Meta is doing. They don't yeah. look at like Rec Room or others. No, they look at what Meta is doing. I even saw this article of someone saying like, "Yeah, Horizon is like the next big virtual reality metaverse." Virtual reality metaphors. That's like saying the same thing twice in a way. Yeah. Um, like no one has an idea of what this is, but they constantly make articles about it. So it is in the news and that's good. So yeah, we'll see. But so, I, I'm sure people are going to get rich out of this for oh, sure. I, I hope so as well. I hope so. Um, one final thing I want to mention is that Meta did actually mention that Horizon could potentially be used on non-Meta headsets. So, and in that sense... The, the revenue split would be that Horizon still retains 70%, 17% cut, and then the headset yeah. provider's own store will take the remaining 30% cut themselves. Oh. Um, so they're, so in, in a way, oh. it, they're kind of incentivizing non-meta headset companies <laughs> to allow Horizon on their platform because they're, they're yeah. going to earn 30% revenue on That's digital exactly, item yeah. sales. So in that sense, it's actually kind of smart, but... You know, and this is kind of the whole idea with the metaverse and Horizon was that it wasn't going to be, you know, gatekept uh, to a single company. So it'll be interesting mm. to see if, like, you know, Horizon ends up on Pico, for example. But yeah, we'll see. Well, it did happen before. I mean, uh, Facebook Spaces, you could play on a Vive. You could play it on the PC yeah. platform. I remember, and, yeah. uh, and you could play it on the on the Rift. Yeah. Um, but um, funny enough, just a quick mention, because I, 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 I found this very entertaining. So was it last week or the week before? I don't know anymore. But Horizon was available to us, yes. Mike, for, yes. for a oh, short God. moment. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a time window of maybe. It was like a speed run. So I'll, I'll like, for, like Elden Ring in a I'll way. Go, I'll, go for the, I'll go through this very quickly because yeah. um, yeah, we're sure. burning through time. But basically, yes. So what happened was there was a guy. Uh, I'll, I'll give him a quick shout out. His Twitter username is at iRayHol. I 
R-A-Y-H-O-L. Uh, he's UK uh, VR enthusiast. He he tagged me and a bunch of other UK creators in a in a post saying that Horizon had appeared in his game library and he could play it. So I was like, what the heck? You know, I've not been able to do this. So I jumped into my headset. Sure enough, the app was there in my library. I could download it. I went through the tutorial. I set up my avatar. I got into uh, two public worlds. One was like a kind of like a, a blockbuster video style world uh, where people were doing stand-up comedy in there. Another one was just a generic world and it was just full of kids going completely apeshit crazy. Like, I won't repeat anything that they said because if I repeated <laughs> anything they said, I would get demonetized yeah. instantly on YouTube. Like, that was the kind of level of stuff that was going on and I was like, ooh, this isn't good like bearing in mind this is like the second world i've jumped into and this is kind of what i'm experiencing not great and there was this poor moderator in there uh because apparently they're in each instance and they when the instance gets maxed out you know they're they're in another room uh there's another mod there um and he, he was a he was like a he was like a, a man working in a crash that's what he was like he was like he was working in a, a kid's nursery oh, uh babysitting days. these kids keeping them in check Oh, you, you can't really say that. You should be careful what you say. Oh, you know, yeah. don't behave this way. You know, and it's like, <laughs> are we at a point now where the parents are just going to throw a headset on their yeah. kid and say, yeah, go to your virtual nursery and yeah, yeah they're going to look after you there and keep yeah, you in yeah, line yeah. because I can't be bothered but that, anymore. But that's exactly is, like, what they, it was like. But from the outside, they advertise it like an adult thing. But then it's, when you're inside, so you have these mods to make sure that it's what they advertise, you know? Yeah. Uh, in Rec Room, they don't do that anymore. I, I, they don't I, moderate I, kids. It's I, impossible. I just hope they come up with some way of being able to like retina scan me to prove that I'm over the age of 18 and then just oh, yeah. keep me in rooms that are adult only because I just do not, like, I do not want to inter interact with these 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 wild so, so, beings. <laughs> so instead of a <laughs> Facebook account, you will have that, get your, like, entire organ scanned so they know you're an uh, adult, Mike. To be honest, to, to avoid that, yes, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I so funny enough I was sitting in my bathtub like bubbling around and then I saw Mike saying hey you can play it now I was like this is my moment because I'm the guy who was like constantly like what is this thing I don't understand I want to try it but the moment I got down like I was halfway through downloading it and then it got cut off because they found out <laughs> yeah. that that people were playing it yeah. Um, but then I was just wondering, because first we thought this was like, um, a thing they, they, they were just going to officially launch. I, I knew for sure it was a mistake. Yeah. Um, but it was just so weird because then people suddenly think it's available, you yeah. know, out yeah, of the blue. Like, like you say, uh, like an hour later after I tried it, the app had yeah. disappeared from my library. I couldn't access yeah. it anymore. Um, so it was clearly a mistake or, or maybe even a test that went live that wasn't supposed to go live. Uh, but yeah, my, my first... But it is a flip of the switch, so they can just yeah. instantly make it available for everyone. But I think it's all to do with the moderation and the rules around this, um, you know, keeping yeah. people safe. But I think uh, you but... have to take that experience, Mike, with a huge pinch of salt because... To be the fair... Barriers, the barriers that are there weren't there. Uh, the way that that environment is policed, as, as I can say, I've been in Horizon probably five or six times, and it's always been the most adult feeling of all four or five social platforms that I've been in. I'm talking alt space, rec room, all the others, which have constant array of kids and saying things yeah. that they shouldn't and all the, that. The, what you ended up is... in was it got opened. They flooded in. You flooded in with them. And of course, it's going to overwhelm any construct. No, the, the, I wouldn't they, be surprised. They, they, they were already there. They were already there. I, I was, I was oh, a, no. an outsider in their world. 
Um, but the thing is, like, these, I, these I, were I, these were your subscribers. No, 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 no. <laughs> they, they, they would be they'd be much more polite than that. Trust me. Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, break out the paintball gun, mean, otherwise. You mean these by, by their accents? Yes, they... yes, they were clearly American, clearly American, yes. But what, what I would say is, like, those kind of experiences was my experience with Horizon, but it's not unique to Horizon. Like you say, it happens yeah, in no. Gorilla Tag, it happens in Alt Space, it happens in Rec Room, it happens in VR Chat, happens in every social VR platform, or probably any online social platform to do with gaming is just infested with kids. But what my point is that I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to be involved in any of that <laughs> nonsense. Um but yeah, you know, I'm sorry if you're watching this or you're listening to this and you happen to be like, you know, a young person, but uh, I hate your kind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. This but is it's really interesting because now. like, there must be, be a time of day thing. There must be a time of day thing. I guess so. I've, I've, I don't know. Yeah. It did feel like a crash though. It felt like I walked into a crash, like a nursery. It was horrible. Was it a crash? Was the world called crash? Possibly. <laughs> I've still got PTSD uh, from that experience, but... I digress. It's not available now in the UK or Europe. Um, maybe sometime in the future. Oh. We'll, we'll see. Exclusive for an hour. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Final topic of today's show is about PSVR 2. And I have to admit, from the beginning, my prediction about this was wrong. I thought we would have an announcement by now. I suggested <laughs> that we might yeah. see pre-orders open in March for an October release, just like the original PSVR did way back in 2016. And, and we thought parole was wrong in a way. And we thought parole was wrong, but sadly that's yeah. not the case. No. Uh, you know, sadly. it seems Brian Paul from uh, PSVR without parole maybe <laughs> have been onto something when he suggested that the PSVR 2 headset will be delayed until 2023 because there are now further rumors suggesting the same thing. And uh, what mm. we had was uh, last week uh, a display chain, a display supply chain analyst called Ross Young said on Twitter that VR display shipments are to rise uh, up to 50% to 15 million in 2022, despite delays to 2023 at Apple and Sony. Big jump forecasted in 2023. So what you're saying there is basically that, you know, both Apple and Sony with their VR AR devices, they've been pushed to 2023. Um, and, you know, the, the supply uh, chain is going to see a big increase next year due to that. Now, this Ross Young guy, he is the uh, CEO of Display Supply Chain Consultants, which, according to their website, is the leader in advanced display market research. So he does have some credibility in the space uh, to make such a statement, which kind of makes me give it some credibility. And this, on top of what we've already heard, you know, um, suggests that that might actually be the case. So I just kind of wanted to let you guys know that that is the case and not to keep your heart. Like so sad how you I am sad. This. I'm genuinely sad. Like, like, yeah, I, can, I can hear you're sad. I'm distraught. I'm distraught. I'm so sorry to bring you this news. Yeah, I am. I am sorry because yeah. I, you know, I, I wanted to and I, I hope feel sad that uh, it, it would be it a different story. Balls. It does. So stupid. Stupid. Why? Yeah. Why? Why did betraying my gamer soul? Yeah. yeah, so we've got a little while longer to wait until we get that well, sweet, sweet PlayStation bro, VR goodness. That's, bro, like I've been waiting for how long? Like already since last year I was waiting for PSVR 2. I know. Well, think know. of it this I, way. They, they have more time to make it better. Exactly. That's true. More games. Better games. I'd rather bigger games. Show, shows, if it shows up ready, you know, the same, you guys have both had, you know, very good yeah. experiences with your, with your PlayStation 5 so far. Yeah. You know, if, if it's not ready, it's not ready. Like leave it, leave it in the oven. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm, I'm so ready for it. But, but yeah, like, you know, that, that seems to be the indication. We still don't have an official announcement. So, you know, it's not over until it's over, until they, they give us the, the blow, <laughs> the killer blow from Mike's Sony themselves. Uh, yeah, so still I, I'll, st- I'll still have a glimmer of hope. I'm forever the optimist. Quick question, lads, because I don't remember. Where, at, at what event or in, in, in what forum did they, did they originally announce the PSVR? Um, do you remember how that was It was at GDC. And that didn't happen. And the thing is, they were supposed to have a big presence at GDC. Didn't happen. And we don't know the reasons why. So it could be like, because Apple are working on their AR headsets and they're snapping up all these displays, uh, and, and Meta are doing their thing with Cambria and snapping up all these displays that maybe the market just isn't doesn't have enough of these components to fulfill just cancel this. a launch <laughs> that they're ready. So they're, they're delaying things. I don't know. You're going to kill him, Rowdy. I'm sure. I heard there was like a guy who walked by and, and he saw like in the trash can a bundle of like Resident Evil 8 and the place we had to. I was like, but it's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> I was like, it's done. <laughs> Cancelled. Brad, Bye. I don't know. If, sadly, it's Bradley. It's, in the, it's still in the chat, but I'm sure he's oh, got some want, predictions some around hope. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this man probably. always brings hope, Mike, but I don't know if that's enough to... Uh... What, what does he call it? The daily copium. <laughs> yeah. um, what if what if Brett Lynch is the guy who can bring back the PlayStation VR 2 date to this year? Yeah, maybe. What if he is the, the chosen one? Maybe he is. No, but it, it, it does suck, man. Like, I... It's just like, I don't know if I can stand another year of only Quest. It's just, I don't... I, I really... Yeah, you know, even with San Andreas, I mean, I welcome it with open eyes and some other games are they're, they're probably going to announce... But it, I want I want to play on something else. Yeah. I just want to play on different hardware. Do you, That's know what what I can, like. do you know what I suggest to you? Take a couple of paintballs, bro. Change your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch anyway, that. I'd I, watch funny that. enough, what he's oh, saying is true. Though, yeah, you part, need to up, yeah. you need to up the level, and uh, you, should, you should make like like a duo video. So like you know, Mike versus Nathan. Yeah. You know, on one side of the screen, you, and just you need to do balls. like a warehouse scale Bioshock <laughs> Return to Rapture yeah. Half Life yeah, Alex month. There you go. Yeah. There's, there's an idea for you. Your, your jokes don't make up for my depression of this not, thing not coming. <laughs> so there we go. So unfortunately, some sad news to end the show uh, with PSVR 2 <laughs> likely being delayed until 2023 with fresh rumors there. But we will let you know if anything changes, of course. Well, at least we have something to talk about for a little bit longer on this show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So now it's time to hand over to Zim to see what we're going to be playing over the next couple of weeks because I have no idea what we're going to be playing. Tell us, Zim. Well- well, give I, us I, our, I think you found Give us our, our, our fortnightly copium. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, well, uh, Mike, I think you've had your fill of shooters, so we should maybe take a break. So Yeah, uh, I'm done. This will be the week for you. There's no there's no shooters at all in this week's releases, mentions, or whatever. We scrubbed it clean. No shooters. Okay. That, um, does, that doesn't sound very promising. That doesn't sound promising, I know. When, <laughs> when you think about it as a gamer, you're like... Well, like we, I couldn't find any shooters that were good, so I went into finding something <laughs> different. Well, exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, this week we're not going to save the best for last. Uh, we're going to spend the best uh, right now, right now. Uh, so, little go. did you know, but before Nathy and Mike were kicked out of their now automated jobs at the Amazon Fulfillment Center... Uh, they were the top of their game, <laughs> driving forklifts. So the first game I'm showing off uh, today is a Steam game. Best Forklift Operator is the name. Steam. Uh, 7th of April was when this dropped. $15. Uh, 
Little towns. <laughs> this is a super realistic physics. Super realistic? I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> Physics-based forklift simulator. Now, this has like a real Eurotrack simulator vibe to it, and this is why I'm featuring it, because a lot of people are responding very positively to this game. <laughs> you get to experience what the job of a forklift operator looks like. You get to participate in the training, and they show you to be ready for your challenges. Uh, you go through a couple of warehouses. Now, this is an early access title, so not all the content is there just yet. And be aware that there's no support for like steering wheels or accessories if you were really keen on on using those. Uh, but aside from that, um, as you're driving your forklift around the warehouses that you have access to, um, you need to be careful not to damage equipment, bump into things, and damage stuff that'll cost your wallet otherwise. So there is a kind of a management part to this as well. A couple of Steam reviews on this just to give you a flavor for what it's like. Uh, Sarakin on Steam says, damn, this is fun. Uh, you can't tell from looking at the screenshots, but driving this thing is pure joy. It somehow touches your inner kid who ma imagined about driving these things. Uh, a must-buy for any big boy, and, uh, and cheers from someone who once dreamed about driving heavy machinery, but ended up doing a desk job. Lol. I just wonder if there's like people in the simulation as well, so you can like impale them with the forklift. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is not of sorcery. <laughs> or like, like, you know, impale one of those like brand new TVs and you just go straight through it and then pull them up. Oh, I would love to do that. Just go straight yeah. through a cardboard box. We need, to, oh, we need so some mods man. for this game. What, what a UK came in clutch with the best comment. This game can fork off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like this kind of thing where you've got like a fully interactive cockpit driving around, the reversing, the going forward, the reversing again, the picking something up and putting it on a shelf. You'd think it'd be totally boring, but I'm telling you, these games are fun in VR. Stop oh. trying, Zim. Spin like. on, spin on, <laughs> spin on. This is not the right audience for these kinds of games, I know. <laughs> all right, all right, next. Um, creative side, tap into that, all right? We've seen Vermilion. Here's another one, painting VR. For $18, we're going up in price. Uh, and, and, and this was dropped on the 14th of April. Painting VR is going to be a popular search result. You get a massive virtual art studio, 10,000 feet, incredibly sized canvases. Um, and what, what grabbed me really is, yeah, you've got all the normal stuff, um, paint, canvases, different colors, like what you'd expect from, a, from, a, from an art game. Is this the same wanna... warehouse where the forklift was driving around in? <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys, man. These are fucking great comments. Um, I don't think it's the same, but that would be amazing if it was. DLC? Is this DLC? <laughs> that would be amazing. No, this has one unique selling point, which you're going to see shortly in the video. Okay? It's got a crazy... Paint drill. It's oh got my a paint God. spinner. Oh my you can, God. You can attach brushes to the paint spinner, you pull the trigger, and it spins that paint around. And you can create you know, Picasso pieces of art just before you get impaled by Rowdy on the forklift. So listen, listen, yeah. listen, I don't know what, what's up with that, but you know, you know when we have like these like rhythm and like card gaming seasons like right now I've, I've already seen like five painting games so far and they're suddenly all coming out at the same time i love I this stuff that's so weird my days but, there, but uh, yeah i was i was like oh god we're gonna put another one down but yeah that 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 paint drill gun thing looks yeah, pretty that, fun that's, yeah, I, I do oh yeah that's kind of cool Not because lie. you know for someone who can't really paint draw slash create uh, at all that it just looks like fun. So at least I get my five minutes in that. But to be honest, for me, it would only five be five minutes. <laughs> uh, gotta be honest. All right, all right, let, let's, let's go to the next one. As you said, uh, Nathan, these days, uh, there's a lot of like echoes 
like happening along among the uh, creative chambers. Uh, and this is one that we've known that's coming for quite some time. So we've got both um, in parallel, little cities coming from end dreams. Um, and this is coming, this is important, right? Platform wise, this is important. This is coming both to Quest and Quest 2. Um, so that, that, that's important. That's 21st of April. This is coming up very soon. End Dreams, again, studio that we like. Um, no curved roads in this one. Simpler overall interface to its, its competitors. It's kind of building on islands. You get these unique little islands with little bits and pieces to them. Um, a little, little bit of a delight, kind of um, real islander feel to uh, little cities. And I also wanted to mention just in passing that uh, these guys have also just announced this week on Twitter that Sushi Ben VR is coming. I'm not going to show a video for that, but um, just for those who might be a, a fan of, of Sushi Ben, another kind of create food in an environment game. Now, the competitor, Cities VR, which is landing yeah. just a week later on the 28th of April, brings Cities, which was a, a very popular uh, management sim game from PC, to VR from fast travel games. Now, what's the difference? got curved roads, uh, it mimics the PC game, it's got the kind of bigger IP coming a week later, but only for MetaQuest 2. Right? So this one isn't coming for Quest. So you're immediately seeing where these two might kind of separate. You know, Little Cities mm. being the like teacup island sim, Cities VR being a little bit more complicated, a little bit more like free brush stroke uh, feel to that game. But mm -hmm. because of the horsepower that it takes to drive it, you know, it's yeah. only down on, on Quest 2. And there still are plenty of Quest 1 but, owners out there who why, uh, get pissed why off every delaying? time something launches only on Quest 2. But why, why are they delaying it? Why are they delaying it? You mean, why, why, why aren't they delaying? Uh, why aren't they uh, I, launching on the exact same day? Well, I, I, th that's the, well, there's your answer. <laughs> what? I don't I, understand I, that. <laughs> these are often platform-level decisions, right? Yeah. So oftentimes yeah. the platform decides. But I'm interested... Well, I, I, I think it's unfortunate, I, unfortunate for both parties that this is happening. You know, it's not good for anyone that the fact that the game we've got two no, city builders it's, in VR yeah. at the same time. It's not good for anyone. But it's definitely better for one party who has the IP name here. That's true. That's I true. think. I think. I don't know. I might be wrong. Like, I mean, I never really played the whole cities thing, but I, I think that's also a problem here. But I think the proof it's will be in the pudding. By, like, like Zim says, yeah. once we've, we've played both of them, we understand who they're for and what exactly. they're all about. You which is a... difficult to, especially as a city builder, it's difficult to convey from just a trailer alone of, of yeah. from both halves. One of the things that I would say is complexity can be your best friend, and it could also be your worst enemy. You could know? well if be. It if it takes you two hours to learn the game. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want a really intricate sim, or maybe you yeah. want something simple you can pick up. Yeah, but that's, there, there, yeah, there's going to be, in my opinion, um, there's going to be audiences for both of these, but the timing is weird. Like, you'd like it at least there was a month separated, then you yeah. could kind of put your heart and soul into the one game, and even if you're a real fan of that type of game, you could do the next one then. A week well, apart, it, it, it's not enough we, space. We, we've seen this many times on the, on, the, on the Meta Store, though, when games have like directly conflicted with each other in the same genre. Yeah. Um, Zenith, or not, Zenith and uh, Wanderer, for example, is, uh, yeah, and yeah. also Unplugged. When did Unplugged launch again? Uh, they also launched at a weird with another game, but I don't know which one. But it's mm -hmm. happening all the time. Yeah. yeah, they they just need to like space them out a little bit more. Give give these games some breathing room and let them, you know, stand on their own two so, feet. Yeah. The thing I is, I, I kind of want. I, I don't understand. Like, where did the where did the heavy hitting um, like disasters go. I, I, that's what I really want. <laughs> I want a little my little teacup to be written by Godzilla and earthquakes and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to 
It does it's look like li- Little Cities has, has got that with like the volcano in the middle. Like I'm sure you're going to be able to get an er- eruption and evacuate the the city and stuff like that. that looks I, like I don't know enough to yeah, I don't know enough to say it, but um, I, I, that's what I would like from these yeah. city games myself. I yeah. just like to torture groups of people, you know, just like in The Sims. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, just like a real life. Or, or, yeah. or there's another good one. Um, not populist, but, uh, black and white. I would black love and if yeah, black and white. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. that would be fun. Uh, anyway, let's move on to some mentions, some DLC that's dropping, just so if you have something new in one of your favorite titles, we've got it. First up, Synth Riders has a new uh, violinist featuring in a new five-song DLC pack. It's Lindsay Sterling, uh, a very, uh, I don't know, these days you have to have all the bells and whistles or something. It's like uh, <laughs> aerobic with her guitar, but you got to yeah. be good at it and jumping around. The violin pieces are absolutely fantastic. Um, having listened to some of these tracks, I didn't get a chance to play it just yet. Um, but it again, the nice thing about synth writers, what I've liked in their packs that have been dropping, is that it's just very different genres of music that they mm. keep bringing and dropping. So this violinist, absolutely glad that they're featuring. Um, it, it's yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I, awesome. I, like I don't know what uh, how how this is happening with all these like indie devs. Same with Walkabout, they get very uh, original and very creative with who they work with. You know, this is really attracting people. And I don't yeah. know if Zim saw this, but Walkabout is getting missed. DLC alongside yes. uh, the labyrinth stuff. Is is that Absolutely. also difficult to play or? Uh... Well, it's and it's not <laughs> even just like a single level. It's a series of levels for Mist. So if you think it's like on par with their other DLC where they just drop a single level, a single course, mm-hmm. not like that at all. I think it's five courses for Mist. It's or maybe even eight. But uh, even if it is hard, we know the Harry Potter glitch. <gasps> so yeah. Oh, the Harry. Thanks to Rowdy. No problem. No problem. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we cut down the six-hour puzzle in the beginning to find the ball to only three hours. Nice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next one. Uh, next little uh, release here. So if you're into golfing, Golf Plus has just dropped a new uh, free course called Alpine. Uh, very forested area. If you had played, I think it was called Eagles, Eagles something, uh, before where it was a paid Eagles course Nest. for like, like 7 or or $8. $8. Uh, this is a, a new free edition, which was, which was nice to see. Uh, Called Alpine, got trees, got golf clubs, balls, as you would expect. Nothing <laughs> really particularly special here, but new new if you're into the golfing. There aren't that many courses, and this is why it's kind of a special ad, because there was an existing two track tracks, um, one you could pay for, and now another new one. So it's a, it's a fair uplift uh, in, in content. Hey, Mike, Mike, this looks like a great place where we can retire after quitting YouTube. <laughs> it looks lovely. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just going to go and drive uh, forklifts. That's going to be my new job. I'm going to practice yeah. in VR and get my <laughs> forklift lazy's painting. That's, uh, yeah. that's well, the next one, um, next one I've got uh, up. Uh, it, this is interesting. So this is uh, technically a re-release or re-platforming. Ultra Wings 2, right, which which landed Ooh, uh, on yeah. Quest back in February, is yeah. now on PC VR. Cool. So whether you've got a Rift 5 or whatever, um, Ultra Wings 2 is really neat. If you like the first Ultra Wings, really kind of chilled laid back game, this is, uh, I'd say, manning it up a notch, right? This, you're not just flying uh, light planes around. Uh, now you've got this early access desktop build, five new aircraft, dozen of game modes. Um, this is like a weird fusion to, for me because it's, it's between like calm flight and yeah. white knuckle fr- frantic gameplay. Yeah. And one of the things that I would just say that the devs have commented on is, say you have, you have connected up, got slightly better better visuals on on pc vr i wouldn't say they're going to blow your socks off but it's slightly better than looks, what you looks on nice on pc though yeah it looks nice and um hotas support is coming so if you really yes. want throttle stick 
action, which yes, I definitely yes, would yes, if I had a yes, PC yes, setup. Yes, yes. Um, that's how you would play this. And why would you care about the Hotas? Because of the fine, the fine movement when you're doing battle sections. Like in this, you actually there's gunplay, a little mm. bit like World War One, yeah. World War Two simulators you've seen in VR before. So that's in this. And you're also the most dramatic part for me was where you're like flying an ultralight with a pistol out, shooting balloons, and yeah, trying yeah, to pilot yeah. and take off and land and do all <laughs> these things at the same time. It, you feel like a one-man band uh, in the sky, you know? So. Hey, it sounds like a paintball idea to me. Yeah. <laughs> if you crash, you get hit in the nuts of the paintball. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Or you can get one of those actuators that just launches you out of your chair, you know? <laughs> like put, put like an air, yeah. a car airbag underneath your seat. It's real oh ejector God. seat. Real life ejector seat. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, I've been waiting for the PC VR release uh, to, to break out the Hotas and, and give it a bash because mm. I really enjoyed Microsoft Flight Sim. thought it was super chill, but this looks a little bit more oh, arcadey, a little bit more fun. So. Dude, nice. so this week I saw uh, Buck posting uh, a tweet, a video of him playing Star Wars Squadrons. One of these, like, extra... I was like, dang, son, like, so I, I totally forgot about how epic this game is with, like, a flight stick and everything. I was like, man, how did I even forget about it? So yeah, I was yeah. like, and it's, and it's been a while that it came out. So, the, yeah, the if you IP want is something... so beautifully done. Like, if, if, if you've gotten into VR... Um... After Squadrons landed, and you're a big Star Wars nut. Oh my god! Absolutely, days, take Nathan and, and yeah. Bucks even the point single and go check that out because it's got a proper single player yeah. and it's got voracious multiplayer. Yeah. Is it's it, the, the 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 video just captivated me, where I was like, "Wow, man! Like this thing, this is something else." Yeah, you know. Does it run better now? Do we know? Because I know it was a it was a I challenging have. game to run. It's true. Uh, it's yeah, certainly better than launch. I would say there was a major patch about a. Nine months ago, um, yeah. that okay. that that did change it. Um, I mean, I spoke to Buck about his, his his kind of promo bit of all of that as well in the, in, in the background. So we had to do some work to make it run smoothly from a streaming perspective. But yeah. if you got the card, I mean, he's on he's on a thirty ninety like you, Mike. So you know, us us plebeians with lower lower cards might not plebeians. be able to run it as easily. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of that, let's uh, let's go to rocking out with unplugged. So unplugged, as you know, I was so sad I missed it. Remember we talked in the April Fool one about the triangle and be able to ding it. I missed it by a couple of hours and I didn't get a chance to play it, so, so I was so sad. But obviously they did that, getting ready for this, which is the riff pack. So this is a four tracks, like classic songs. Got Slayer, uh, South of Heaven. Got Crow, uh, Crow Killer Blues from Rob Zombie. It's got Won't Stand Down by Muse. And then my favorite of the four, Standing in the Way of Control by Gossip. That is such a classic track. And to be able to do that in with full... Finger tracked, you know, unplugged air guitar sounds great for six bucks. So um, when I went to the After the Fall event, the developer of this was there because obviously uh, this is published by Vertigo. Um, and he showed us what it was like to play like expert with hand tracking. And uh, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Like it's one of those like almost Guitar Hero videos that you watch, you know, when people play on Expert and you're just like, how do people's fingers move that friggin' fast? It was super impressive, but it, it I do still think that the, the hand tracking isn't quite good enough for this game yet. Yeah. It might be right. with Cambria if it's better tech. Um, but yeah, I still think there's a lot of potential in this one, uh, but just maybe not on current gen hardware. Yeah, and I, and I would echo that. I think it feels, I would say, like just a notch below where you want it to be. Like it feels yeah. pretty awesome that they got it working as well as they have, and the game itself is very well done. Um, I think uh, with the de because the developer knows the game so well, he can compensate for 
yeah. the, the quirks of oh, the yeah, system, man. if you know what I mean. You know? The developer can compensate for everything in a game. Most you saw this time. live, Mike? He was doing the air guitar. Oh, yeah, I saw it live, yeah. Yeah, GT was there. Anna Ribeiro was there. We just got out of um, After the Fall. And I said, can you can you just show me, like, how to play <laughs> this, like, really well? And he, he, yeah, just blew my socks off. Wow, cool. Nice. Um, that, that sounds like a YouTube video waiting to happen, actually. Um, yeah. Your socks, you mean getting blown off? Yes. Yeah. VR? <laughs> hey, Mike, Mike, hey, Mike, another idea. Next video. With like idea. a paintball right. rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> Before this goes any more off track, I'm just going to tie a bow on this. One final tease. Uh, we got news of uh, Jupiter Grad 2 uh, coming. So, Jupiter Grad 1, uh, not too long ago, uh, showed us a game that, for me, played a lot like kind of Half Life 1. You're exploring this space station, I think it's a Russian uh, space station, and you've got these weird hooks, kind of like what you had, um, the hooks from like Windlands, uh, to navigate this environment. Very kind of fast-paced, a lot of good humor in it. Um, good kind of techno fun. as well, right? Like, yeah, ding, 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 ding. The, the whole thing was, was, was actually really like good fun. the cr crazy frog or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like crazy frog. feel very well with this. So this is, this is a Metroidvania-style sequel. Um, the previous uh, VR action adventure title. Uh, this is going to be coming out for PC VR and MetaQuest in the future, uh, developed by Game Dust. I don't have a date on this yet, but I this is oh. this is one that I, I really again I, I I liked quite a bit, and I thought that people might uh, want to catch up by going and playing also, Jupiter Grad One while we wait for Jupiter Grad Two. Also, similar title to the top is also getting a sequel. I saw. Uh, yes, absolutely. I forget the name of the sequel, but um, it's not it's not to the top two. No, uh, wasn't no. it? No, I don't no. think so. I think it's a uh, it's it, they're doing a new, new to the idea. bottom. Yeah, I forget I forget the name of it. It's out there on the web anyway. Someone in chat can uh, Google and help help save me maybe. But um, just just be original with the title, please. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was good from what I saw. I just can't remember it. Um, so so I'll just do a quick recap before we uh, wrap up here. So first off, <laughs> best forklift operator. Thank you, the straight face. That is a serious recommendation for me. It looks boring to look at. But if you like driving stuff, okay. it's funny how captivating that stuff can be. Painting VR, if you want to go crazy, absolutely nuts with a paint gun, Little Cities and Cities VR coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and that'll hold you over until, until the next show, two weeks from now. Yes, yes. Wow. Thank you very much. Great. I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, the Super Chats. We've had a few during the show. So, yeah. uh, Buck, uh, thank you very much for the Super Chat. Really, really appreciate it, mate. And we've also had one from Virtual Steve who says, congrats on the 200 boys. I look forward to every episode. Here's to another 200 plus. Cheers. Thank you very much, mate. And then one from Marwell uh, who says, congrats on the 200. You guys rock. Thanks for all you do for the VR community. So, yeah, thank you very much for the Super Chats. Nice. Really appreciate it. Um, so just to round up the show, we've been going on for a little bit longer than usual. Um, ah, laxative pain. What a name. He says, uh, helped you guys out. Uh, the new, the new game, uh, to the top is actually called super kit to the top. Super kit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Uh, so yeah, thank you all for watching. And if you're listening, thank you as well. Um, just a reminder of the show times. Uh, the show is live streamed every other Saturday at the moment on YouTube and Twitch. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you enjoy the show, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel on YouTube, or leave us a nice review on iTunes, because that also oh, really helps us that'd out. Be great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much uh, if you do that. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time after the Metagaming Showcase, and hopefully we've got some nice, juicy games to talk about. So until then, <laughs> Then, 
Take care of yourselves. <laughs> Hopefully sort out my bit. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's all. Do my job. Yeah. Thanks, Meta. Keep safe. <laughs> Take care. And uh, yeah, bye-bye for now. keep safe, Mike. I will. Yeah, I will. Exactly. Let's hope we get some new games yeah. so we don't have to do crazy crap like this anymore. <laughs> 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 Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.